Mark. Welcome to your first podcast. I'm very glad to be here. <laughs> Are you nervous? I don't think I'm nervous, no. <laughs> you speak a lot. I do. Why don't, and, you, why don't you tell the listeners what you do so we can add some validity when you start going on some, some heavy rants? Some validity uh, on my soapbox pontificating <laughs> about policies. Yeah. Uh, I am an immigration attorney. Uh, I also know Ben through music, um, but but uh, we'll, I'm sure, talk about both of those things yeah. in, in great detail. I had uh, a work day. I'm definitely a nine to fiver. Um, do you like that? Do I like? I do. I I cannot fathom what it would be like to work seven days a week. It, you know, self self employed. I mean, I mean, self employed meaning um, like start your own business. Yeah, like constantly being on the clock. I think that that's incredibly unhealthy for hum- human beings. <laughs> Gotta I, stop I, I that. I can attest to that. It's very unhealthy. And I and I, I will be the first person to say you gotta you got to pick one day out of the week to just rest because that God did that. We all know God's been right about everything. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but I, I do know it's a good concept. It's a healthy. It's a, it's a great concept. Yeah. It. I get it. There's a time in one's life that they start a business. Usually in their twenties. Hopefully they don't have kids. If you have children. Please be careful starting a business um, where it will consume your whole life because it's all on you. The idea is on you. The concept's on you. No one's there to get your back. The only way to make money is if you put in the work. Mm-hmm. But, man, has it become daunting. The only thing that stopped it and gave me a sense of normalcy was COVID. Before that, I would just work as much as I could. I had a problem. Like, I couldn't stop. I got called out so much by, like, people close to me. It's like, can you, like, just hang out for once just, with us? Just can one, you just be here? Just one day. Out of the week. I was always looking for an angle to try to make it grow and yeah. make it work, you yeah. know. No, but now I'm so much better. Like, I usually am done, if I can help it, by like five or six, like by dinner time. And then, um, but then there's like little one-off stuff. Like, sometimes a band can only record a session at seven. Right. But a live video session at this point, with, with how fast I've gotten it done, I can do it in like an hour and a half. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I try to treat it, Laura, where I don't do any like, other work outside of it, just kind of like a hangout with the band, you know? Like, you've done, I'm like, just kind of hanging out. It is work, but it's, I don't know. When work becomes really fun and you're just hanging out at your home with people you enjoy, it's it's strange to to separate them. Which, you know, doing immigration law, some of it can be fun. Some <laughs> of it can be incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. Can you talk about the fun stuff with immigration the law? The fun stuff. I never well, thought I'd say that out loud. Well, I mean, I I, I sat on uh, set for two different citizenship interviews, um, which you know, since you're here, I, I can conduct a citizenship civics test to see how you do. Please do. Okay, great. By great. the way, I never took the Constitution test okay. in seventh grade. Yeah. So, so you have to go back, just like well, Ed, so they Adam kept, Sandler. I was at a private school in seventh grade, so I didn't take it. And then in eighth grade, it was a really small private school. And in eighth grade, when I went to a public school, they kept calling me down to the office to take it, and I would just not go. And then I just graduated, left, and no one ever did anything about it. Okay, I'm a mandatory reporter, so I'm going to have to let. I think the statute the, of limitations has passed. It's been twenty years. Okay, all right, we, <laughs> we cool, we cool. No, um, yeah, where are we? Uh, so we're talking about citizenship. I sat in for two two citizenships just today, and mm-hmm. th- that's a very rewarding part of the job is seeing the end of of you know 
so for some people, 20, 30 years of waiting for certain things. That's epic. Yeah. Why, why so long? Why so long? I mean, it depends on the case. So, and I, I did some thinking about this this podcast. If we're talking about immigration law, it it's such a daunting task. So, you know, I could I could ask some questions, and then and then I don't know that, or you could ask some questions. Whatever whatever works for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you were going to ask me some questions about the the civic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, so there's a hundred questions you got to study. What you, is the official name of this test? It's called the civics portion of the naturalization uh, okay. exam. Okay. So you got a hundred questions you got to study, uh, and then they pick ten at random. You got to get six right. So that's wait. a D minus. Wait, wait, wait. What? A hundred? They, they pick got, ten yep. and to get six right. Yeah. Please tell me that these actually have some value. These questions. I feel like they there's, don't. There's, I mean, I'll throw, I'll throw you an okay. easy one here. First president of the United States. They ask you that? That's one of them, yes. Uh, George W. Very, Bush. Very, very good. <laughs> Believe in freedom. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you, I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because it's that easy. <laughs> who was president during World War One? Well, there was, I think, two. Wildrow Wilson or you got it okay don't as your attorney just give the answer I'm not that bad with some American history stuff because I actually like I find it fascinating right I look into it but I'm not the greatest either I'm I probably know a bit more than the average person. I have tried to memorize like all the presidents and their eras and what you know stuff that they did how many members of the House of Representatives are there I feel like I, I have, like, three numbers in my head, and I'm, like, afraid to say any of them. Yeah. Is it 230? 435. 435? What's the other one? I think that's... Voting members, rather. Voting members. Okay. Yeah. Why did I not... That is it. I don't know. I'm like, I guess that's half. I guess I was thinking of, like, how many Democrats there are in right now. I think it's that number or close to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, those I don't ever look into. I, like, I'll know the numbers, and then I just don't use that information ever again. Can you name one of your senators? No. Oh! I can't. Okay. Got it. Um, Unfortunately, this is how much I look into politics. Good. That's the way it should be. Because as much as it matters, I realize it almost you doesn't. You have very little control over it. Definitely. I try to make a difference in my neighborhood, community, friends, music scene, art, like stuff that I have seen an impact. And I, when I try it on a bigger level, I'm like, I don't... But when they come pounding on your door when they find out that you didn't pass the seventh grade <laughs> test. I ne- didn't pass. I never took it. Well, you didn't pass it. I, I and you didn't take it. <laughs> Lawyered. Dang, I can't argue with a lawyer. It's yeah, so hard. Well, you, you can. You can. Certain arguments I could win. It just has to be very they're, specific. They're almost like real people. So you, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what are some other questions? What's, uh, some other you have to name a senator that's like for your state. Um, on the on the test, yeah, mm-hmm. your state senator Duckworth Durbin, Duck D- Double D's. What's his name? Duckworth or Duck Dur- Durbin? Tammy Duckworth. Okay, I thought his name was Duckworth Durbin. I was like, Whoa. Duckworth, comma Durbin. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, 
I want to care, and then my life gets filled up with other stuff that actually impacts things. Well, and then if you I'm wanted like, citizenship, huh. you would have to stay. Right, that makes more sense. Um, Luckily, I was born down the street. How 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 long does a senator serve when they're elected? Um, I believe that is six years. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, let me think here. This is funny. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'm in school again. Who is the chief justice of the Supreme Court? Probably someone that shouldn't be there. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, Very probably good. someone that's probably in there for life, and they probably shouldn't be in for life. In fact, that job title, that job duration, makes zero sense to me. A little known fact: they're all in there for life. It's not a little known fact. I I, just I know that. that, but like, why? I, I totally agree with you. What job on this planet goes? How much do they get paid a year? By the way. I, I can't, I, I, I won't, I, I, six figures. Probably six figures is $900,000 in I, variation. Right. A, a living wage. Probably more than that. <laughs> they get paid a lot. Imagine, Absolutely. it's probably like 200, maybe or more. Th- yeah, th- that sounds, or two, three. It's on par with like yeah. being the president of a uni- public university. Yeah. yeah. But then you get that guaranteed for life every year. And what if you're like 40 or 35 or 30, 47? Like you're like 30. Oh, Okay, I have a new thought here. Yeah, yeah, I always argue with my roommate about this. Okay. There is an age restriction to become president at 35 yeah. and above. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a cap? Because why, we don't want people who have health declining issues in their 70s and 80s to be running our, our country. Good question. Why, the, if we, the because... It the, should be 70. The I mean, you people heard it here. in power are old, so the laws are tailored for the people in power. You heard it here first. That that's my answer. I know I have a feeling that that was going to be your answer, but the thirty-five thing already feels arbitrary to me. And sure, then, sure. but why older people who are way less capable of of processing information? Their brain's not as sharp. They're physically not as capable. Right. I. I it's a very important job, regardless of what you think of them. It's they, an important job. They probably thought that people would just stop working at a certain time when the you know. They're ready to stop working. I hate how many old people are in politics. It's like let younger people get in and get out already. I have these same same feelings. Like what same. other jobs do you work into your seventies and eighties? What are your other jobs are you allowed to work for 50, 60, like very few jobs besides politics? I don't I don't know. Attorneys will go pretty old sometimes, right? My my father's still working. Really? Yeah. And he does a great job. I bet he does. He gets in there and he goes to, goes to. Uh, does he do like? Has he like let his foot off the gas? Um, he 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 go goes to the office three days out of the week. Okay, so still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes certain jobs allow for it because of. It's one thing to have a physical job, like you're not going to see a carpenter working into their seventies, you know. No. But. When you have a job that's just like thinking, you can kind of go, which is fine. But I think you should leave room for the up and coming people to like, something take like a, spot. a president re- does require a lot of movement, flying, thinking, going through time zones. That's terrible on your body, and if you're older, it's like really bad. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're taking some drugs to get through it. JFK. JFK. Speed addict. A lot of them. Man, our president's been. I feel like you can't be a, a president unless you just you're a little out there like what to, to lead to that p- point in your life to become a president 
I, I, I would never want to be that. In no. fact, that's why I'm on this podcast. So I say <laughs> something that would preclude me from public office. I can never be president. I've talked about legalizing drugs too much. They'd be like, yeah, he's too, he's too out there. Plus, I would, I don't know. I just, how much they would dig into your life, it's so weird and gross. Um, so do you have any other strange questions from the test? Oh, um... Name two national holidays. National holidays? Yeah. Uh, Fourth of July uh-huh. and Labor Day. You, you did it. Look at me. You I'm did it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could do it. Uh, but there are certain things that, that, that they could ask and you, you might not know. Yeah. yeah. That's funny though. Yeah. Before Eisenhower was a president, he was a general in what war? World War Two. There you go. Yeah. He was a huge general, yeah. and that's why he became president. I don't really know why that's a question, but it is. Yeah. Um, I, I He also was very important for the uh, highway system, the interstate highway system we have now, and tri-state system. Right. right. Very important for that. Hence the Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so we, we do, uh, I work with my family. My brother's there, my, my father's there, my mother's there. In fact, my wife works with with us. Uh, she does. A she lot seems of, nice. I'd like to meet her someday. Yeah, yep. Great, great person. She's probably terrible at violin. She is a violinist. <laughs> how did How did you know? Or is it fiddle? Or is it viola that she plays? What is What is it? Uh, it's uh, a string paddle. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding, Olya. I'm only saying it because I know you're gonna hear yeah. this. <laughs> um, so tell me some of the you, those are some of the good things you named about your job well we do yeah we do citizenship we do asylums we do removal defense there is an actual immigration court um, uh, we do marriage cases so you have to prove to if you get married and you don't have status you have to prove to an immigration officer that you're in a good faith marriage not a marriage for the sole purpose of obtaining immigration benefits did I tell you the story about that once with my friend do we need to talk about I it? I won't name names. I, I don't. Yeah, we don't need to go over that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I talk to you about it? Yes, I, th- okay. I think so. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of trouble do you get in if you if you are Good disingenuous question. Good with question. Uh, your they, marriage? They will they will say that that it's punishable of uh, $10,000 plus two years in prison. Uh, they try to scare the U.S. citizen into saying that they're in a fraudulent marriage, try to get them to sign things and that sort of thing. Um, and in the 40-plus years that our office has been open— You know what's funny about that? What's that? I love you said him because it probably happens a lot more guys. I don't know. Did I say him? <laughs> you did. Okay. It um, just seems like a lot more guys would do that sure. with, with foreign um, women than— the other way around. I don't know why. Oh, I yeah. have a feeling you I mean, that it's way. it's equal opportunity, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, where were we? Um, they try to scare you into uh, admitting to being in a fraudulent marriage, and then and then um, if you if you don't, if you can't uh, uh, prove it, they'll deny it, and then if there's substantial and probative evidence of immigration fraud, then the not the citizen getting in trouble, but it's the person applying for status as permanently barred from ever getting residency in the United States, which is a lot of what I do is trying to, to prove that a previous marriage, a previous marriage was a good faith marriage, 
not a fraudulent marriage. Mm-hmm. And then, so sometimes somebody could apply and and get denied in the '90s, and then they continue their life and and then marry and then have children, U.S. citizen children, U.S. citizen spouse, and then they have this record, and then they're not able to get status because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I have probably 40 appeals pending based on that issue alone, a previous marriage that one immigration officer thought was fraudulent. So it's interesting the amount of power that an immigration officer can have on an entire family by just saying, we we feel that this was substantial probative evidence of immigration fraud. And unlike criminal issues, you don't really get an audience with a judge. You could get an audience with a judge, but you don't. It's not a given. You could just get denied at the officer level, and then you're stuck in limbo. What do you mean an audience with the judge? You could get uh, uh, placed under removal proceedings. So there's something called removal proceedings. The only person who can actually order you removed from the United States is an immigration judge, not oh. a criminal judge, not a, not not any any other type of judge, not an immigration officer, but an actual immigration judge. Okay. Um, so we do removal proceedings. So uh, you know, the issues could vary. W- one could be an asylum. So y- you declare asylum, you have an audience with a, a judge. What is asylum? Asylum is uh, you telling the United States government that you fear returning to your country of origin and that you're being pur- persecuted uh, by the government or the government cannot protect you from whoever's per- doing the persecution. There's a lot of people who probably face that in different countries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we have clients from all over the place. Um, I, I have a lot of um, female circumcision or FGM cases, uh, and that, that can be some really heavy stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and I will tell you, as critical as I may be of immigration law, I do think that the judges— in Chicago are pretty reasonable. If you can prove certain things, like if you can prove through medical evidence that this occurred and that you have a, uh, a U.S. citizen daughter, you have a pretty decent asylum claim. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a lot of those. Um, we do the marriage cases. We do citizenships. Uh, you know, so let's say somebody's got a, a, a criminal issue and, and you have to try to prove that they're actually eligible, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So what's the fastest way to become a citizen if you're from, say, probably a really good relationship with the America, like France or something? What's the fastest way? Yeah, like how long, what do you have to do, what are the steps, and how long would it take? I would say almost always the fastest way is through a good faith marriage. That would really? be that would be the fastest. So way. say you're just like twenty years old, twenty two, yeah. you get out of university over in France and you're like, I want to move to New York City or Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well you Chicago as you know Illinois law better. Mm-hmm. What what are they and they they're not married or anything. They're just, well, are they in the United States? They're in France and they want to come here. Okay. Well, I mean you would apply for a visitor's visa okay. for the purpose of coming in as a visitor. And you're not supposed to have any plans to do anything other than what's in your visitor's visa. What if you want to buy a house? But if you, well, I, on a visitor's visa? I mean, it depends. Like, what if you're like, I want to move to America to get a job? What if there's a job wait that you well, have? Well, then you would need to show that you have an employer. Okay. Um, or one thing that we do is uh, uh, artist visas for extraordinary abilities. Um, so we do those. 
and um, you have you have to show a multitude of things. Usually, it's that you have work here in the United States, and that you are extraordinarily gifted in your field. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds a little subjective. It is super subjective. Extraordinarily gifted. There's, there's, I'm very gifted. Let me stay there's here. There's six, uh, six uh, requirements, and you have to meet three out of the six. To What to are get, the six? You know what? I'm not going to be able to do that right now. <laughs> it's been a long day, and they're all practically the same thing. The worst thing about having a, an attorney on your podcast is sometimes they can turn into one. <laughs> <laughs> If you plead the fifth one time tonight, well, I, I, I did not plead the fifth. I, I I simply said I will not be able to answer that question at this time. <laughs> Even the way you said that, I will not be able to answer this question at this time. Yeah. At, that question at this time. It's yeah. like, Mark, you left the office. <laughs> You're not in a courtroom. That was great, though. Yeah, thank you. Thank I you. love it. It yeah. happens to me all the time when people talk like audio stuff. I'll like go into like. Actually, the proximity effect. It's like, oh my god, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. It's funny though. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we'll skip that one. <laughs> but it's very difficult to get the artist visa. It sounds like it. Very difficult to get. Um, if you're in France, you're looking to come here. Um, I would say the quickest route is a good faith marriage. Why marriage? Why? Why? Because what's up with marriage? Just making stuff happen for people. What's up with that? I, I mean, you got the whole constitution saying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Part of the pursuit of happiness is marrying whoever you damn well please, and and so the immigration laws are tailored by Congress to say that 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 is one pathway towards residency. Hmm. Interesting. So, what if you don't do the marriage thing? How long could it take? Say, you have a job lined up in Chicago. Oh, I mean, these. Th- so we don't even do that part of immigration law. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I do not do the employment visas. Oh, okay. Um, I and we don't do them for a reason. They're a real pain. Oh, really? And, and you need to show that you have an employer in in the United States, and that employer has to stick with you, and it it can take a very long time. Okay, very long time. So, say you, I I grew up uh, where I grew up. Well, was a lot of people from Poland. So I saw throughout my whole life a lot of Polish citizens get um, their citizenship. But sometimes it took, you know, 20 years. And I'm like, why did it take... what? So why would it take 20 years if you're... Well, maybe they had an asylum claim. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, every a case... A lot of reasons. Every case is different. But but these things take a long time. I mean, I would... I, I mean, if you file asylum, how long do you think it takes to... How long do you think it should take to get an audience with uh, with an immigration officer? Well, that sounds like a trick question. I think it should be, like, within days, but what do I know? Within days. Okay, good. I, I mean, that's that would be the ideal situation. <laughs> but it's probably within months. Just today, <laughs> I had a person who, who showed that she, she filed seven years ago. Oh, my goodness. And it's still pending. Seven years ago. And Trump had this bizarre policy of of most recently filed get get the appointments. So so there are people who filed in the beginning of the Trump administration who who have been waiting for asylum appointments. I don't. And I don't what's know. the lottery thing about? Because that makes no sense to me. I agree. It doesn't make any sense. Yay! You won the lottery. Welcome. Everyone else had to wait. What? Right. I, I I mean, there it's a diversity lottery. So the the intent is to to make sure that. Uh, different people from countries that 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 
are, don't have a significant population inside the United States have an opportunity to come in, um, and it's all chosen at random. You really just have to prove that you won the diversity lottery, and, and you have to prove that you graduated high school, and you mm-hmm. got to prove that you don't have a criminal record. Like background check, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's so bizarre. It is bizarre. I, I, I would so I will support anything that, that gets people status in the United States. However, it is bizarre that there are people dying inside the United States. There are people dying to get to get legitimate status and and there's this this diversity lottery thing that's been going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um do you know what are some of like the main reasons why you think it's so hard to become a citizen here? Even like it's it's not necessarily like technically a space issue. We have a massive country, um, so like, what is it? Just trying to like make sure we get we we get every single detail about each person that comes in. Like, what? Why is it going to be so hard and arduous for people to come in, even when they have no background? They're clean. They got. They have work. They have. They're stable. They have high school diploma, maybe a college degree. Why so hard? I think. I think every immigrant population in the United States has to find has has a struggle to find acceptance. I mean, there were there was a time when Italian immigrants and Irish immigrants were despised, um, and then and then they they gained acceptance, mm-hmm. um, and and it and there are certain laws that were tailored to make sure that people from from those countries are able to to come in. I mean, my personal opinion is that there's systemic racism as as far as trying to get certain types of people outside keep them from getting lawful status. That's what I think. Can you elaborate on what certain types of people in your experience? Sure. I, I I mean, the way the laws are 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 are, are made, um, you have to. Sh- if you're inside the United States, you have to show you have a lawful entry into the United States to f- apply for for most forms of residency. Geographically, geographically speaking, you have one country who has the majority of unlawful people who who. Uh, I'm sorry, undocumented people who uh, who do not have a, a, a legal entry into the United <clears throat> States, and that would be what country? Canada, <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. My grandpa Indeed. came in like Indeed. that and was did not come legally. So right, and and my guess is he got amnesty in in some. It was the late '40s. Oh yeah, okay. Well, and he was working on like railroads and stuff, and 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 that and that you know. I've formulated my opinion that it, that it, it, the immigration system has sort of become a glorified game of musical chairs in that there are a bunch of people who came here through not particularly lawful means, but the lo- the laws were not nearly as strict as they are now. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, the laws have not been changed in any meaningful way in over 20 years. And... I mean, there's DACA, but that wasn't even a law. That was an executive order by mm-hmm. by Obama. So, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Is it made? Do you think it's made deliberately difficult for people from Mexico to get here, even though it's so close? Do I think yes? That the, the, it, 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 they said in in the early 2000s 
they changed the laws to make it so that you have to have a lawful entry into the United States. So if I present a hypothetical, as they do in law school, uh, uh, the hypothetical meaning um, if if a two-month child, two-month-old child, crosses the border, did they violate a, a law? In theory, yeah. I, in theory, sure. Is it criminal law? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But They're not even aware of anything. Right, which is why DACA was an incredibly sensible uh, a way to, to get around that. And DACA is just protecting... What does that stand for? Uh, deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Okay. So um, DACA is a great way to protect against removal uh, and to offer work permission for people, but but the executive branch cannot uh, uh, actually issue residency. So it has to people have to still get residency through the laws outlined by Congress. And the laws outlined by Congress are pretty crazy in that you would think that there would be some provision for a, a you know a, an infant child who grows up in the United States, goes to the high schools in the United States, marries somebody from the United States, has children who are U.S. citizens, you'd think that there would be a better provision than them having to... Uh, there, there is a way to, to get, get over it, but they have to leave the United States and, and they have to file a waiver. But... there's So it's, it's complicated, but... Yeah. but, uh, but I believe that the 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 laws are 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 due for some reform. Yeah, and what year did they implement that law? You said two twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Law. You're talking about. I'm sorry. You said something in the early DACA. Yeah. DACA was twenty twelve. Okay. Um, in the early two thousands, they 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 started this two forty five i nonsense about about really hurting people about the lawful entry. Before, mm-hmm. you could just pay $1,000 and say, yeah, I entered law- uh, unlawfully, and I'm going to pay a $1,000 yeah. p- penalty, which people would love to pay. I had a lot of uh, friends at the old high school and elementary school I went to that came here in the 90s as kids. And yeah, it, it didn't. It was so weird. Like It always seemed normal to me. So many people from Mexico and Poland, where I came from, came here, Poland, it's because of the airplane, you have to kind of almost come here legally in some way. It's wet. You can't just skip right. across the border. Exactly. But from Mexico, so many people. Like, yeah, my, my someone so snuck me across. Like, I came across when I was two or three, like, in the 90s, and they're citizens, and nothing happened, and it's fine. And Yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're really looking for a just system, you would you would find some way for, for people to—, to to get status if they've if they've been going to schools if they've been mm-hmm. uh, you know if they've been doing and and I think it's all it's all ready it's it's ready for that uh, but Congress really hasn't gotten their act together. Why if people want to come here legitimately and they graduate from high school and they have no criminal record, why why stop them? Why, why pigeonhole them? I don't get it. <laughs> I want you to say why. I, I mean, I know why, but why? Uh, why? Um, There's plenty of places. Well, uh, I, I mean, I mean, you, you, we have to operate under the assumption that the United States believes that immigration laws are important. Do you believe immigration laws are important? I wish that I could. I don't know if I truly 
believe it. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and then if immigration laws are important, um, and I'm not even saying I think that that's the case. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I think much like the the drug war, you end up spending way more than 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 what you're suffering for. Mm-hmm. So um, if you do. Uh, decide in your 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 new country that you just started that you need immigration laws then what do you need them for is it to preserve a way of life is it for economic reasons is it uh f- to stop the spread of viruses um i mean these are all these are all things to consider but i i i right I, but so far the first two don't make sense with america I Preserve agree. a way of life. America totally is only built you. upon immigration. Right. All of it. Right. Besides a very small amount of people. And we did a lot of horrendous things to them. Right. So aside from that, uh, preserve a way of life, work. You know, there's plenty of jobs. There always will be in, in some way, shape, or form. If someone's coming here, they want to work. Or at least they're trying to. I would hope. Yeah, it's tricky. And also, like, the last 20... There's two laws you just said. The last 20 years also have a heavy correlation with uh, the huge cartel problem of the last 20 years. Right. And and there, is, there should be some consideration, at least in the United States, that, that we've had this... We. The United States has had some, some uh, big brother policies that have ins- installed a lot of terrible, terrible governments in South America. Some terrible... And... And the United States is responsible for that, mm-hmm. and then and then people are outraged about caravans, quote caravans coming coming into the United States, and and this 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 panic, you know, people people are panicked because of what they how it's portrayed in the media. Um, why are they doing this? You know, people should be. How did it get to this point? People should be asking these questions. But the United States definitely has had a policy that has created disastrous governments in in South America, and you reap what you sow. You know, <laughs> so positive. <laughs> so, a lot of the immigrants that you're working with, um, were, were like a lot of them are from Africa. A lot of my clients are from Africa, from Africa. Ghana and Nigeria, Senegal, um, yeah, uh, Cameroon. Mm. And you're mostly just trying to get them legal status here? Yeah, either through marriage uh, or th- or through asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, asylum seems like a big thing with uh, parts of different countries like from South America and Africa and Middle East. Yeah. And and you know one of one positive thing that I've seen from this new administration is uh, is that he uh, President Biden has supported temporary protected status for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So temporary pr- protected status is again something that only the president can do, not Congress, um, or at least the pre- president is responsible for that, and it protects against removal and gives them work permission while things are getting sorted out in their country. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What what sparked you to want to be an immigration lawyer? Um, what sparked? I mean, I've been told that my 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 birth actually caused a resident. So you know, there's that. My my parents are in the business, right? Yeah. And and my birth canceled a uh, uh, somebody's 
removal hearing, and then after it got rescheduled, and then the laws changed. So I was to blame. This guy would have been removed. And so it's always been a part of my life. <laughs> That's the first thing they tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always been a part of my life that, that uh, you know, got... It's good. I'm just looking yeah, at this yeah. laugh. Um, uh, and so my, yeah, my, 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 I like to say my, my birth created a resident, my marriage created a resident because, because Oya is from Moldova. Right. And you know, maybe my death will, uh, create a resident. You just can't escape it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this on purpose? Is it on purpose? No, no. <laughs> it's just in my soul. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it was always the topic of conversation with, with my parents and, and, you know, they would talk about different cases. And I, I remember as a kid asking them about, about different cases and it became a, a, a fascination. And then in 2006, I started, started working full time for them out of college. So. Mm. Okay. That, that was before law school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a considerable amount of time where I was working at the office and musicianing. Musicianing. Uh, yes, yes. And, yeah, so you also are a musician in a great rock band, Fugudugu. Oh, stop it. We just played a great show together. We did. We've After this podcast, we've kind of done everything together. Not everything. <laughs> we can't get married because you're already married. It okay. Sorry. Right. Well, that's okay. Yeah. We cool. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That's great. That show was fun. It was. It was a fun it, show. It was fun. Have you played a show like that before? Like at a dive bar like that? Oh yeah. 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 So uh when I when I was musicianing, I I uh I was in a cover band, so I got the cover band experience and I realized that that's probably the greatest way to make money as a Chicago musician unless you really hit it big. Um, you are correct. It is the greatest way to make money unless you hit it big. Yeah. <laughs> You're I, not wrong. I, I got it. Um, There's a reason why a lot of people do it in their later years when they realize that probably not going to hit it big, but I can still have fun and make music. I can music. still play Sweet Caroline and Brown Eyed Girl. Yes, you can. It's my, always been my dream. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um so but but along with the cover band I was in a Romanian in, indie rock band uh called Pet Peeve mm -hmm. and that was a really great experience and it also was an experience that showed me that be, being a musician uh at least a, a, in a in an original band it 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 can be very difficult to succeed and it can be very very tough to make money um so don't don't go into it with that idea hence the law degree you know here i am <laughs> that's the nine to five <laughs> hence the nine to five and so i'm in a band with uh olia my wife and and two other fellas uh two fellas uh bass and drums and uh that's their names bass and drums <laughs> <laughs> thanks sasha yeah um, and oh yeah, it was just in New York City at the same time I was, which is so bizarre. Right. What are the chances? Yeah, she she was doing uh, Moldovan uh, folk folk music. That's so uh, cool. Yeah. I wish it could have worked where I could have went and seen them play. Can I can I plug them? Yeah. Okay. Well, well we got Taraf de Chicago, September seventeenth. By the time this comes out, it'll be it'll be it over. already happened. It was a great show. It was a great, great show. Great turnout. It was definitely. I'm, I'm really glad that you decided to not go with the thing you were going to do, though. I'm glad you didn't do that anymore. What was that? Nothing. I mean, it already <laughs> happened, but I'm just glad you decided not to do it. Though. Right. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs>
there's nothing better than plugging stuff that already happened. Right. Oh yeah. No. And and but something that hasn't happened is everyone listening, keep an eye out for Mark's record, Fugadoo record that's going to be out eventually. There. Yes. So, Ho- hopefully in the next month or so. Someday. That would be ideal. <laughs> It takes a lot of work to to put together an album. It does. We still have, especially when you got a do. you got a nine to fiver. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But looking forward to it. Uh, it's called Lunatic Parade, and it's so good. It's such a great record. Thank you. Thank and you. Very meticulous. It's been a while since I've been this meticulous on an album. Really? Uh huh. Probably uh, since my own. Well, <laughs> we have we have uh, different degrees of meticulousness. Uh, Oya is classically trained, and so you never. So wanna, therefore, I'm more meticulous. <laughs> obviously, everyone out there, you never want to work with someone who's perfect pitch. It's the biggest struggle, uphill battle of your life, because perfect pitch means nothing is right. Because nothing has perfect pitch and intonation in music. It's always it's wacky. Not very valuable to to have perfect. Pitch. It's like the worst genetic flaw. It's a flaw. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't want it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Definitely not. So you marry music and law, which is I've only experienced that a few times. I've had a couple clients um that I started working with that were attorneys by day and then play music in the evening. Only three or four maybe yeah. in my lifetime. Maybe more that just didn't tell me, but from I usually tend to talk to everyone and find out what they you, do. And you know everybody. So I yeah. I know a couple two tree people. Two tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you did music for a bit, and then how many years be- be- before um, law school, between your undergrad and law school? Almost, let's see, eight. So you're eight, around 30-ish when yeah. you went in? Uh, 32. 30, 32 when yeah. you went in. Okay, yeah. so then was it three years, right, for law mm-hmm. school? Three years. Three years. Three years for you. J.E.D. And at uh, John Marshall, I remember you telling me yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Why? Why so long? Why the big gap? And then go like what? I think I I well I, that, then I suppose we talk about Lyme disease, huh? I I I, <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, sort of not di- not properly diagnosed for a good seventeen years. Um, finally, finally got a. But I think that that's what kept me from uh, going straight to law school. Was mm. was I I was was. Rather ill, uh, um, and we're talking like 2005 onward. Yeah, oh, yeah. so awful. Yeah, no, it's it, but uh, you know, use the podcast as a format to cr- increase awareness. If you ever have uh, a host of uh, crazy unexplained symptoms, get tested for Lyme disease, and if if uh, you get tested negative, test again and again and, until, until you get, it comes until it, until it's positive. <laughs> Then you're good. That's what they tell you about the SCT de- test. Just keep test. going until it comes back. Can positive. you can you just keep on taking? I don't know. I just made that up. Because I I know with <laughs> with the LSAT, which is the law school exam, you 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 pretty much get averaged. So so you're you're not able to just be like. I love that we got Lyme disease tests, STD tests, and then law tests. Did I say STD tests? I I said STD. I thought test. you said ACT test. That's really funny. I was oh, okay. my STDs. Because I, I was making a joke, like, keep getting tested if it comes back negative. Oh, okay, and gotcha. then you just went straight to law, which is really funny. <laughs> right, right, right. Got it. So, wait, the law exam, the bar? Is that what you're talking about? I'm Well, there's the entrance exam, which is called the LSAT. Oh, right, right, right. Which apparently they're, like, banning, which I don't I don't understand. Why? 
I I can't give you a why. I just know that I read that they're they're stopping the LSAT so that they can judge on other criteria. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Hmm. I don't know what else you're going to do other than college grades. And do college grades mean anything? You decide. I don't know. They can. They can. They they can show that you're responsible. Absolutely. <laughs> That sounded so passive aggressive. <laughs> they can show you're a big boy now, and you can pull up your pants. No, no, I, I, I wish I could see you in the courtroom. Can I come watch, observe you someday? I, yeah, but it's probably going to be much more boring than you. You, you don't understand how. What are you going to wear that sweater? Yeah. Then definitely, I'll wear it. I'll, I'll have a, a horn and everything. I know him. Like, sir, yeah. we're going to have to remove you. This is going to be your last. I would ask warning. the judge be like. How obnoxious do I have to be before I'm held in contempt? That's a really good question. But I ask really nice. Excuse me, Your Honor. <clears throat> How obnoxious do I have to be before I'm held in contempt? Get out. Yeah. Have you ever seen that happen to someone? No, no. That that doesn't happen in immigration court. <laughs> Bad <laughs> idea for them to get upset. You know, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, subdued. Mm-hmm. You don't even stand. Really? Which I I was kind of shocked. Because in in law school, they say when you address the court, you stand and all that kind of stuff. But people don't even stand. It would be weird for me to stand in Mm -hmm. immigration court. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about becoming a judge? No. Why is that? Um, I just would, I would never want that responsibility. Um, And I would never want to be a part of uh, regulating laws that I feel are unjust. And that would be very difficult for me. Um, huh. So you you rather try to defend them and work sure. with them than yeah. Interesting. How do you find if you can throw a percentage out there? What amount of laws do you find to be unjust, like percentage wise? Of the immigration laws, Immig- ones that you know, immigration law. Uh, it, I mean, it's hard <laughs> hard to give a percent. It, it there's just a number of things that just don't make sense. So. Uh, it's definitely not zero. Yeah. There's, there's so a good amount. Uh, a good amount of immigration law requires reform. So would, because, would be my, my, because my I'm not response. an attorney, I'm going to say 20%. Probably a little bit higher than that. Oh, wow. 35. Look at that. See, yeah. it wasn't hard to get it yeah. out of you. Yeah. We'll call it a third of laws need to be relooked at. And, sure. I think know. so. I, I, and that should be the case in every form of law after 20 years you should give a give a things good change things change people change society changes exactly absolutely but then you get things like road versus Wade, which they took a look at again i guess and did not go so <laughs> well <laughs> judging by your silence what are your thoughts on that mark what are my thoughts on road <laughs> versus wade that's that's where we're at um boy um we need term limits for the Supreme Court. Yes, Ben Ben's idea originally thought yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> we need term limits for the Supreme Court. That would be my. Uh, Why isn't there any? I I, I don't know. And, Why and, is there four, if, two, four, six, eight you, for everybody else, but not for if these you guys, look at the else. history of the Supreme Court? It's pretty clear that they didn't know what the Sup- Supreme Court was supposed to do until many years after its formation. And you had the the chief justice kind of winging it and saying, yeah, this is what we do. 
uh, where we determine whether laws are constitutional or not. Um, <laughs> Did he sound that nervous saying it too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you do. do. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> I get this is what we do. I I I, I don't know. Uh, the the I I I think that it's wonderful that the United States has a system of checks and balances, but also uh, if one branch of the government has been hijacked by political hacks, then I, I, I you know, get term limits for the Supreme Court. It's never going to happen, but, you know, it's nice to fantasize. It could. It could, it, it could but it's never going to happen. <laughs> I love that about so many laws where, like, it, it, it could. could, but it never will. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the, the strange quagmire of... You always hear, like, in a, in a blue state or a red state, like, you should vote because it matters, but your vote doesn't matter here. You're like, yeah. well, what does that mean? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? I don't get the electoral college and the voting system. I don't either. Like, Abolish that. I also don't get if you're in, um, if you went to prison for a federal crime, you can't vote anymore. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Well, yeah, specifically be rehabilitated the drug laws, which are, which are being rolled back. Uh, uh, you know, are made by Congress people who are voted into office. You'd think that the people who are subjected to those laws would, even if they violated them, would be able to vote after they serve their time. I don't get it. It's like let's rehabilitate you, but let's make you impossible to do anything in proper society. Yep. Can't get a job. Can't vote. Can't go to the military. Probably can't get loans or student loans. Probably can't go to college. If you do, it's probably community. It's probably really hard. Yeah, what else? I don't know. Everyone brands you. 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 No one wants to like work with you. People are afraid of you. It's mm. like, especially when it's like a nonviolent crime. Like I don't get it. Right. That makes. And sense. I think that people in the United States are are coming to terms with that, and that that really the 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 drug war was just an, another way to separate different groups of people into and dehumanizing them mm-hmm. um and I, I hopefully hopefully people won't be tricked into that sort of thing hopefully canada if you get a dui you can't go for a decade that's that one makes no sense to me you know about that no i, I i'm not familiar i i can only practice one country's law if you get a dui in america you can't go to canada for 10 years i believe that's the law. oh is that right i'm like wow that's pretty harsh huh 10 years well that's I'm sure that's no really one wants to go there anyway. Canada, we got America. Why? Why can't? Does Canada decide that you can't do it? I, it's by their law. Okay. Well, I suppose that makes some sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's their law, but it makes yeah. sense to that. That doesn't make any sense for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't deter anyone. They're not like I shouldn't drink and drive tonight. Then I can't go to Canada for ten years. Like it doesn't. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> no, it definitely does not. That is probably the last thing on uh, a drunk driver's mind. Oh man. Yeah. Have you uh, have you ever thought about doing any other law, or it was was immigration kind of where you had absolutely your heart? not? Yeah, that's where I, you had your heart. I I have no desire to do anything other than immigration law. I mean, maybe criminal law. Like uh, that could be interesting. But real estate law, family law with the child custody stuff. I, I mean, that sounds horrible, but do you ever feel bad when you're around and someone like has to get deported because of just things didn't 
they didn't do the right things. They did the wrong thing. And- yeah, I mean, what I do usually doesn't come to de- deportation, or they call it removal because it's newspeak. You know, oh, they, they don't call. Sorry, it Sorry, we must remove you from our land. <laughs> they call it removal. Um, That's the Native Americans need to call it to us, right? I'm um, sorry, we need to remove you from our land. Right, right. Um, where were where were we? <laughs> oh, people being removed. Right within your presence or or something. Oh, your case yeah, you're working I, yeah. On. When, when something gets denied, I, I mean, I feel bad. Sure. I mean, I, every 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 attorney has some some uh, um, denials or some losses. You know, it happens, um, and that can be stressful. But you know, generally speaking, there's an endless appeals process. So you know, there's always something that you can do afterwards. So that's nice. A question just came to my mind. Sure, sure. I've always thought about. Yeah. What are attorneys for? What are attorneys for? In an ideal... Why are laws... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Why are laws and the law made in such a way that 99% of everyone can't understand or follow them properly? Right. And you need this very select group that went to school for for seven years. Three. Well, plus four. Three plus four Look is seven. Look at that. Oh, my God, I got mad. <laughs> I can't believe I got that seven right. And goes to school for seven years. Uh, probably worked a lot, of, a lot of crappy jobs maybe to get to a good position. Gave their life to it. Why, so they, like, why is it designed to where it's so complicated that unless you have the money to pay an attorney, you could get royally screwed in this system? Why? Why is it designed that way? I, I, that was one of the things that kept me from getting getting into law school because I it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't understand. I agree. Like, I love that you do what you do, but I don't understand why you have to exist. Right. Why does your job... If, why it, do we make a system where we have to make people get paid so much money to, like, help out those who can't do something that... We, spo- we were supposed to be of this system. Why is it against us? It feels like it's against me sometimes. Well, it is. I mean, sometimes. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Fight the system. Yeah, you know. Nice. Smoke some weed. Take some mushrooms. Fight the system. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I have to go. I can't be around <laughs> when he speaks this way. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I I think in an ideal world, uh, not only would the laws be made simple enough for people to understand them, but people wouldn't violate other people's freedoms, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, this isn't immigration law, but this is just law in general. Um, but it, the system has become so incredibly complicated that you, it would be very wise to have somebody who's been through the system before. So much so that if I buy a house, I I would retain a real estate attorney. I'm an attorney, and I would re- retain a real estate attorney. I know, right? Because you, it, 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 as they say in law school, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And and it's so bizarre. Though. Like it's the fabric of our society. It's like the foundation, and to make it so complicated that unless you have the means to afford a certain one at a certain level, you could have a completely different outcome in life. Especially with criminal law, like that one, that one upsets me the most. Money buys justice. I I have had so many fun times in a courthouse, mostly for uh, 
car violations. D- DZ Fest uh, violations. Yeah, DZ Fest. Actually, that was more in a police department office, and turns out it wasn't really breaking any laws. No no judges with robes. No judges like with robes, okay. no. Just, I, just I would represent tenants. you. I wouldn't know what I was doing, but I... I, I got three numbers on my phone who to call <laughs> if I ever find myself in trouble, and none of them would probably be criminal lawyers, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah. I would assume you would know someone for me to reach I out to. I could save you from removal. There you go. Don't remove him. Yeah. Um, yeah. From this country, please. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the simple, simple equation of if you get caught doing something illegal, usually let's call it a federal crime, so it's a lot harsher, a felony. Um, if you have enough money, you won't have as much problems than someone who doesn't have any money and has to get a public defender. Truth. What the heck is that? That when how could you be a judge on the other end of that, knowing that like that's a public defender? How I know is I see them all the time in my courtroom, constantly spinning out cases. Yeah. Versus hot shot $3,000 suit comes in. The judge has to know. How how could they sleep in it? Like, this this isn't fair that this person can get get off on more just because they have more money. I mean, I, I think if I were a judge, I might I might actually look at disdain with somebody who, who hires a, a really expensive attorney. I don't know. I mean, it, it just depends on the judge, you know? But there's uh, definitely a correlation between having money and getting no doubt. away for, with stuff. No doubt. Than not having anything. Yep. I, I don't get it. So how do we well, how do we fix this one? Oh, you can't. You all public defenders. They're all public. Defenders. You can't pay for a separate attorney. You would. Okay. Interesting. I, and then I, you pay the public defenders a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. That's that's an idea. Yeah. That's I know idea. it's never gonna happen. Yeah, it, it will never happen. <laughs> but but in this new country that we're talking about, yeah. this fictitious country, you would say. You essentially but, just get an interpreter for law for you. It could That's be what you problematic get. because you 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 have the same government employing your legal advice. Is it not problematic already though? It's pretty problematic already. It is, but uh, okay. So competition breeds excellence. So if you have public defender and the private practice, there would be some form of competition. If you only have private practice, and if you. Uh, this is just a theory. I, I'm just thinking this out right now. <laughs> I'm also playing a little devil's advocate here. Right, no. I have to. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, that competition and, and having those two pools of uh, the, those, those two choices, you would, you would increase the expectations of the, of the client. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And, and, you know, if somebody doesn't like their private attorney, they could go, go, to a different uh, to a public defender. I don't I don't know. Um I I think <laughs> you're like, "Oh no, I don't know." <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not sure. It's definitely not fair. Maybe maybe the idea is it's unrealistic. It's certainly sure. not fair. And life isn't fair. I mean, life isn't it, fair. It, it it never has been and it never will be. Um so the next best thing is to at least make sure that the laws make sense and which they don't. No. <laughs> a lot of them don't. And and you know as long as we're pontificating, uh, you know the, having the the largest prison population, you know uh, the United States has the largest pr- prison population. In I modern. take pride in that, Mark. You know, I, I, right? I mean, it means a lot to me. And so it's either kidding, we're kidding, a, kidding. a nation of of criminals or our, our our criminal code is too harsh. I don't know. 
I don't know. But we should ask those questions, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, our criminal code can be quite harsh. And then we uh, set up a system that it's designed to put away a lot of certain people, a.k.a. anybody who doesn't have enough money, um, certain skin colors, certain uh, language barriers, education backgrounds, you name it. There's a correlation. Um, Yeah. I mean, there are some people that should be in prison it's it it's crazy when you see like i have people in my family have gone to prison and it's always for it's drugs or something petty but then i hear you know i know about just right now what's going on with like some cryptocurrency stuff which is i can't wait to watch that movie by the way which one Uh, the ftx dude just like (sighs) this the the whole thing i'm like um we can get into another time (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) But it's going to be a great movie. I don't know enough about it, but all I know is it's like, oh, of course this happened. Why am I not shocked at all? That this, right. I, I'm like not shocked. At all. I was almost waiting for this day to happen. Oh, absolutely. And all those people like myself that didn't buy into <laughs> cryptocurrency and didn't make hundreds of thousands of dollars, we get our day. I we just get, didn't get into it because I don't have enough money. That's a, oh, I have so many problems with we, so many things. We get to watch that movie like, though. It's going to be a great movie. It's, it's going to be, be better than Wolf of Wall Street. Who's making it? I don't know. Martin Scorsese should make it. Yeah. Is yeah. that who did Wolf of Wall Street? It is. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be better. I have, yeah, the whole bit, uh, the whole thing, it's like, you should invest your money. Yeah. You need to have money first in order to invest it. Uh, so not everyone's even designed to be able to do such a thing. You know, it's almost like a joke to talk about investing money when you like, some of the clients you probably have that might come from absolutely nothing. It's like, well, they invest what? You don't have time to be putting your money into Bitcoin and Ethereum and all this. Sure. You know? Yeah. Anyway, but I digress. I had like four problems in a row I wanted to throw at you. Yeah, throw Even though throw, all throw of them have nothing to do with immigration law. That's cool. <laughs> Why not? When it comes to law, at least you have, you know enough about it, but you also have seen on the other side of like the law world. So regardless of if, if it's your forte, you still can have a pretty good opinion about and it. And if I don't know something, I will readily tell you. Of course we're. That's, lawyers and doctors are the best. Of, sorry, that's not my expertise. Or it depends. But I do have a friend who I met at Harvard who could uh, yeah. help you out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the answer depends. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite answer yeah. in the audio world. What, should we use this? Mic? Well, it depends. What are you going for? Right. You know, it's the, it's the best word to use when it comes to passing along... Um, in a situation when there's a million variables, you know. Mm. So, why? So, does does America have the same strict laws with Canada? Another country bordering us when it comes to immigration. I know that there's some Interpol system where the, certain countries share criminal records. So, mm. so if you like fly to. I don't know, France or whatever, and you have a criminal record, you're wanted for something. There are there are things. Do I know all the Unless nu- you're born nuances? There. Unless you're born there. Unless you're born there. Yeah, like uh, Roman Polanski. That's why he has wasn't extradited. Wow. My He's, favorite director wh- where, of all time. He did no no wrong things. Where where is he now? <laughs> so he was born in France. Yeah, and where is he living now? Made a bunch of movies in America. Yeah. Did some heinous stuff to underage yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then went back to France because he was born there. Citizen, they don't have an extra diet law if, you, if you're born there. Right, okay. 
And huh. people still work with and him. And he's been just chilling in France for... Yeah, I think he got in trouble because he left for a bit, like a moron, and went to like Switzerland, some place where they do. Did he do The Pianist? Or? He did The Pianist, yeah. Okay. He did Rosemary's Baby. That was an incredible movie, The Pianist. He, yeah. The problem I had with him and many other great directors that have done horrible stuff it's, is they've made some awesome movies. Let's just assume that all genius people did horrible <laughs> things. I think that it just... And then they have to prove you wrong... That they're act, the geniuses, you know. Oh, the weirdest thing about that is like the the contradictory of like the Hollywood left people that like love Roman Polanski and they kept working with him even though they all knew that he did what he did. Yeah. Because why, why else would you flee and not come back and leave? He left the court. He didn't go to his court hearing. He he dipped the country. Just they, flew out. Flew out. They left. Somehow let him fly out because. Ooh. It's also like the late 70s with money, which is even more in your oh, this favor. Is late 70s. It happened a long time ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, yeah. the movies he made that the ones you think of of like the 2000s and yeah. he did not make in America. <laughs> Got it. A movie, um, yeah. I think it's called Carnage. It's a great movie. It's so funny. Jodie Foster, Kate Winslet, um, what's his name? Christoph Waltz and John C. Riley. Four people. Great movie. It's John a play. John C. Riley. It was a play. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Um, it was a play, great movie, but it was based in New York City, but they filmed the whole thing. They built a New York City apartment set in France, and they filmed the whole thing there because he can't come to America. This is a Hollywood movie. It was nominated at the Oscars. Wow. Okay. Yet, it's from a person who's a pedophile and a sexual, I don't know. Problematic. It's, yeah. So anyway, back to immigration. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, Canada. You said Interpol. Um, so, Canada, Mexico and Canada both border America, obviously. But Canada's immigration laws are probably not nearly as harsh or difficult as the Mexican laws to America. You're talking— Or you're, American, American's American laws to Mexico. Law, uh, I mean, I think that the the policies themselves—the law is the same. Okay. Everywhere in the United States, the law is the same. It's okay. all federal law. Okay. But uh, the policies and the consular officers in Canada are probably much more kind and reasonable and lenient and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's just an observation, I, a general observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we spoke about it a little bit, but what do you think— are the reasons behind being so strict with letting people into a country. Because, hear me out, it seems like you'd only really want to move to another country because you really, either A, you really, really wanted to for like a job or just try something new in life, but you have good intention, you probably have the money to do it. Or B, stuff where you are is terrible. Right. I see no other reasons why a rational person would move around the world. Just, like, leave their family, yeah. leave their friends. It's either because yeah. you're, like, the first case I said with the person from France, you graduate from school and you got a cool job opportunity at a university and you applied and you got it and now you want to go move there. Or you're living in hell on earth and you want to go to a place where it's not as bad. Well, there's two political parties and both of them use immigrants as political tools to uh, to sway the voters into doing one thing or another and to separate the voters into little groups so that they're they're more malleable and 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 that sort of thing I I, I, I was appalled with the previous uh, ad- administration about the anti-immigrant rhetoric and and you know it, it's not just that political party uh, I, I, I you, if you, 
if you look at wh- how they were talking about immigration in the 80s, Republicans were talking about immigration in the 80s, uh, specifically the, the, the debate between uh, Bush and Reagan, they were, they were trying to one-up each other on how much they loved immigrants. There's YouTube videos on it. Check it out. It's really interesting. <laughs> But they were like so – they're like, I love immigrants more. No, I love immigrants more. And and so something changed. And, and I think what changed is this, this uh, nonstop media circus that, that realizes how, how, much, how, how much more easy it is to control people when they're separated into different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And – I, I'm I, I'm not even saying that like there's masterminds behind it, but there's no incentive to do anything else other mm-hmm. than separate the people into different boxes so that each box can't even consider the other box human. Yeah, <clears throat> that the two party system situation is quite disturbing. Sure, I don't like any of it. Right, and right. it makes no sense to me. I don't even know where I fit sometimes. I'm like, sure, I don't agree with anybody. Right about any of this, right? But what do I know? And and the idea that that there's only two systems of belief makes it very difficult for you, you to agree with people, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, you know, th- there's there's a lot of good things going on, but that 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 in itself is is uh, unfortunate because we're all we're all human beings, and when everybody gets lifted up in, in one one way or another society in, as a whole benefits yeah. everybody benefits yeah yeah i mean what what are some of the reasons you think why it's so hard to become a citizen here coming from say mexico from mexico yeah like why why so hard why 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 make it so difficult why even paint such a negative picture why paint another? Uh, I I mean I I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat the question, please? Um, as stated in Section Five B C three two four of the policy, um, I always love that stuff. Yeah. The when they say yeah. that stuff, and somehow everyone knows. Um, they, they just make it up. <laughs> they, uh, 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 a little known secret. They're just making those things up. <laughs> when you watch like court. Oh, yeah, that too. But I was, I was talking about real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's just, not real. Just make, make um, it. Let me reiterate the question. What, In your best opinion, why do you think it's so difficult to become a citizen in America? Or rather, why is it so difficult to come here from Mexico if people want to do it a legal way? Why is it so hard? Well, if people want to do it a legal way... Okay, how about this? Why is it that swimming people come here illegal? Is it because there's not enough legal avenues to come here? I would think so. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I, like you said, what what person is super super secure in their in their life and says I'm going to leave this and 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 violate immigration laws of of a different country so that I can live there. Mm. Whoa. Somebody has to be suffering, or or has to be desperate, and and yeah, I I I don't, I would never want to be in charge of making immigration policies. I I, I would not want to be responsible for that. But 
I think that the economic factor is so overblown um, as far as the whole t- they took our jobs yeah. mentality. That's ridiculous. I, no, I, they did I not. Can't, I can't. <laughs> what jobs, the, by the way, did Mexican immigrants take? Well, I, all, all sorts. Some are some are neurosurgeons. Some are landscapers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I it, it, and you you want a diverse group of people in in your in your um, that's uh, the, your workforce. The taking of the job thing makes no sense because it's all we all know. I know exactly what jobs are talking about. I've done those jobs. And they're not fun jobs. In fact, nobody wants to do those jobs, but if you have no choice and you're trying to get paid, usually cash by people who have money to pay you to do whatever it is for them, you're going to have to do it. But, like, nobody wants – they're not taking any jobs that I've ever seen anybody want to do, ever. Right. So it just becomes one of the many tropes. Yeah. That, there's that one, and then there's – the bottom line is they broke the law. Which implies that they're criminals, but immigration law is not criminal law, so they're not criminals. They they may have violated immigration laws, but does that mean that that person is no longer a human being? No, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, especially if they have U.S. citizen family members, does that mean that they should be separated from them? No, no, it doesn't. So, um, what if you have a if you come here illegally, but you have a kid here, are they considered a citizen? Anybody who's born on on American soil uh, is automatically becomes a U.S. citizen, and that it's not that way in other countries. That's a strange law. You think so? Well, yeah. It's like, what if you like you are a woman and you sneak in here, and then like the next day you have a kid. It happens. I know. I mean, yeah. it does. But like, yeah. that's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just. It's bizarre law. Like, and it, 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 like everything, it almost sounds like they just. Pull out of thin air. And I have clients who who have uh, come into the United States for the purpose of giving birth because they had uh, medical issues. Mm. And that... Does that help their case if their kid is... Once that child turns 21, they can file for somebody as long as there's no uh, other... And and that whole 21 age limit is one of the racist issues. Why 21? Well, because p- politicians who wrote these laws were concerned about quote anchor babies. They that that's what's that, an anchor baby? Have you have you heard of that term? No. Anchor baby is like somebody who doesn't have status comes to the United States, has a baby, and that baby allows them to get status. Oh, okay. So I, I so that child, and it's it's not a nice thing to say, but uh, but it it is used as as you know. Part of the arguments, uh, this, that that term, um, you. He, where was I going with this? That child, anchor baby. Yeah, um, being used in America to get their twenty-one years to get their parents. So why twenty-one right, years? Right, right, twenty-one years. Well, to, because they are trying to prevent the term anchor babies. They're mm-hmm. trying to prevent a newborn baby from giving getting some somebody who's unlaw considered unlawful. Wait, undocumented. so is that a? It seems like a, a paradox. If the baby's born here in a citizen, now you can't just kick them out. They're a citizen, but you can kick out the parents. Yeah, where does the baby go? With the parents, but they're a citizen. You can't kick them out. I wouldn't get kicked out. Well, you would. They wouldn't get kicked out. They would either stay in the United States or they would go to the country of their parents' origin, with them. 
It sounds like they're getting kicked out. It's not. It's uh, they're not getting kicked kicked out. They can stay in the you are, the children. They're can three stay. days old. Are you gonna stay? Exactly. Like parents. Exactly. Exactly. That's such well, a law thing. We're not kicking you out. You're deciding right. to stay. <laughs> right. And 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 what you know one of the uh, obvious uh, 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 inevitabilities is that you have this this class of of person who has unlawful parents. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say unlawful? You did. I'm sorry. How unlawful of you? It's been a long day. Everyone's upset with you Un- right now. <sighs> Unjust, unlawful. It's been a long day. Uh, un- Unconstitutional? What word are you looking for? Undocumented. Undocumented. I was looking for undocumented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh Mark. You're so... Hello. How worried you are about saying the wrong... Well, thing. I, it, it's but it, I'm glad that words are important. Words are important. My roommate tells me that all the time that the, I go, huh? Say what? What did you say, son? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they are important. Yeah. Speech is important. Words are important. Um, but yeah, that, so yeah, you have to wait for that child to turn 21 to file for their parent, and it wasn't like that uh, in the 80s and 90s. It, what was it, it then? You could pay a thousand dollar penalty fee if you have an unlawful entry into the United States, uh, and then uh, and then you you would file through through that child. The the law has changed. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and and they and it was I believe in 1996 that most of the unjust laws, you know, through through a a, a majority Republican Congress. Uh, you got Newt Gingrich, yeah, yeah. Um, passed all these, all the, just snuck all these immigration bills into like the budget, and just, just, and, and no one saw and them. Just people just passed passed it. I, I was, I mean, I was there, but I wasn't paying attention. I was I, watching C-SPAN. At I the was, time, and I was paying attention. I was watching Batman, the animated series. <laughs> Where did this happen? I think it was '96. Oh, uh, I was, I was definitely. Not Definitely paying not paying it. You were you playing were, 64, Sega. You were in the, the backyard building oh. tree houses, yeah. What really matters is building yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah, sure. Not I stink at it, but I admire it. Yeah. It certainly is uh, an acquired skill. You, yeah. I think you have a little bit of it in you. I think it starts here. Yeah. And then you have, this to have a be- dream. You got to be able to think beyond what you can see and imagine different things um, coming together. Um, so it starts with imagination, but then the next part is the skill set of learning how to, your hand-eye coordination, you know, swinging a hammer, getting good at it, things like that. Yeah. Although nail guns and wireless tools have really taken that out. <laughs> but that's an, that's an amazing skill set that goes over, over-appreciated, underappreciated, is the ability to hammer well and screw stuff in. Yeah, the, my, my family did not, did not cover that skill set. I, I have it. Thankfully, and in this new place, you know, everyone's like, or my roommate people are like, oh, you have a landlord. Now you have to, like, fix stuff. I've been fixing stuff ever since I moved here. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to bother my landlord. Good for you. What? Like, yeah. first of all, I got to keep up with the skill. You got, you lose it. You, if you don't use it, you lose it. Also, it's so easy, and who doesn't want a happy landlord? Why would I bother them when mm-hmm. I could just fix these very rudimentary things myself, you know? Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Problem solving. I feel like if I really had the heart, I should have. I should have went into into the law. I like I like f- imagination, problem solving, and figuring things out. You could do it. I'm too. You could do it. I'm too much. I don't agree with so much of it that I would just be heartbroken every day. I'd come home just like devastated. It can like, be draining. 
Yeah, and I, yeah. I'd I, rather be able to talk about it and and do. I want to do something about it in ways that I think uh, invoke uh, emotions and creativity and inspire people to be themselves rather than that stuff. Other people who have bigger minds and hearts for it can be the attorneys that figure that out. And well, I, I can tell you that you are quite the community uh, <laughs> uh, service worker uh, with what you do with DZ and everything. It, it's amazing. Thank it's you. amazing. Thank um, you. Um, yeah, I, I, I dig. I dig. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that there are attorneys like yourself doing what you do because I, again, like, I want to try to make a difference, but I couldn't do it in that way. I can't follow the straight guidelines of the law that's set out in front of me because because I don't agree with so much of it that I would always be flustered. I've like, had those those dilemmas. Right, like what you said about a judge, why yeah. you wouldn't want to be one oh, absolutely. for those reasons. Absolutely not. Yeah, and it's like... Just like I wouldn't want to be a politician. I, have you ever been asked to, or told... Has I've anyone had, ever said, like, I've you had be people one. say that, and I was like, no, no. We should run running mates. Okay, definitely. Because I've been told so many times, I'm like, really? With this sweater? Okay, let's do it. I, I think I misspoke uh, in the podcast, so I think that I'm precluded from from running for. Could you imagine? Uh, I'd be I'd be your running mate. I'd be vice president. You could be president. I don't want that stress. I want to chill. I want to go on Air Force One, but not have any responsibilities. Yeah, definitely. Just eat, eat ice cream and drink champagne. Yeah, it just sucks though, because as vice president, most people never remember you. It's always the president they remember. You know, no one people go. Which president during World War One or World War Two? Yeah, II? who was the vice president? I don't know. Who was the vice president during World War One? Some guy who was chilling, mm. smoking a cigar. That's who. Nobody remembers. <laughs> That's a fascinating war, World War One. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I listened to a re- Dan Carlin. I Dan think? Carlin. Yeah. Hardcore it's history. Really interesting. Uh, just get you can just feel the. The, the mud and the trenches. And Have you seen any of the movies? I uh, No, I haven't. They're disturbing, but they're very Is well done. from him or what? Uh, no, 1917. Uh, I think though Sam Mendes did that one. Very, really good movie. Um, it came out a couple of years back, 2019. Um, just, it's, it's one single shot. It's really beautifully made. One single shot mm. following a day of troops just trying to get some information across the border, different lines, and it's really stressful. Oh, it's a single shot. I've heard of It's that. one single shot. So there's some tricks. It's way more than one single shot, but it's they do it as if it's one single shot. It's see- probably 20 shots. It's still not a lot. They still have like five to ten minute sequences of one shot, which is just amazing. I've seen that with uh, music videos. Just Yeah, single there's shot. tricks you can do, yeah. especially with some good technology. Um, that one and then a new one that came out, I think, a month ago. It's a German film called All is Quiet on the Western Front. I, re- I read the book. It's so good and so disturbing. Watch it in German. Don't do the dub. Watch it in German. Read the subtitles. It was the first movie I ever saw that humanized war from both angles. Yeah. Um, you saw that the Germans were misled, didn't know everything that was going on, just like every soldier in all the wars they fight. It took place in World War One, though, right? World War One, yeah, okay. but it's just from the Germans' perspective. In Germany, facing Americans and French and English. Um, but these soldiers just didn't know what was going on. Their generals were misleading them. The lieutenants were misguiding them. Captains telling them this. They didn't have technologies. They couldn't look this stuff up on their phone. They just did what they were told. If you don't do what you're told, they will shoot you. Especially back then, they'll shoot you. So you, you just do what you're told, and it was so sad and 
just everyone dies and it's just, it's not good. You're in, you're in these trenches with rats and diseases and new gases that were new technologies and new artillery that are new technologies that can shoot huge caliber bullets very far. Yeah, it was a bad, that was a bad war. I mean, that war created what is the Great Depression um, and World War II. Like they, it set up the volley for World War II. It created the Hitler that started World War II. Like I, because he was in it. I believe it. Yeah. Anyway, back to law. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of all the law questions I can get out of my head. But have you had a podcast with a lawyer yet? No. 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 I've had some. No. Okay. Not with a lawyer. I've I've had one with someone who was an attorney, but um, he worked for J. He works for J. P. Morgan. But we more talked about. He's from um, Nigeria. His name is Endiran mm-hmm. Edu. And he's uh, a Muay Thai fighter, a musician. I met him as a musician in, in a band, mm-hmm. a metal band. He plays drums. He's a Muay Thai fighter. Then he's uh, uh, an attorney, I think, for J.P. Morgan. So I, I forget exactly what kind of law he does. Mm-hmm. Wild guy. Does all this stuff. But we didn't really focus on that law because I think it was like financial law. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, please kill me now. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the funny thing about attorneys. It's like there's so many different places you can go, like so many different things you could focus on. Yeah. I always wonder, like, the really, really boring ones, like financial stuff. I'm like, who in the world wants to study that? Well, you know, if you combine— there's so much money in it. You combine music and law, and you get the, those funny stories of the, uh, the copyright uh, infringement claims, mm-hmm. blurred lines versus— and Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. The other Robin Thicke and Marvin Gaye one. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that one's a blatant steal. It's like the same key, same pitch, same tempo, same everything, same rhythm patterns. You think so? It's really close. Well, okay. But isn't it, it, it's the same rhythm pattern, but don't, isn't it just stealing a feel? That's, <laughs> so the way you said that, out of context, yeah, sounded so like bad in a sexual way, right? Right, like an old man, like, I don't get why, isn't that like can't cop- boys they're just stealing a feel, you know, right? You know? <laughs> right, so you're, you're gonna take that one little sound bite and just ruin my Go life. viral on yeah. TikTok, you're gonna lose it, yeah, you're Good. losing everything. No, um, yeah, it's really tricky. That one is tricky because I, I have a uh, like. Uh, your your lovely wife with her her uh, perfect pitch, I have developed my own version of that when it comes to just sound. Mm. I hear sounds. I'll hear a, a woodpecker, and I'll be like, "Oh, that sounds like this from that song." I like right. I I could just recognize sounds, people's voices, musical riffs. If I hear three notes, I'm like, "Oh, that's in this song, that song, and that song." Like, so at a certain point. With how much musical exposure I have in studying music production and sound, I've realized that uh, at least seventy-five percent of everything I've heard is just like a barely a variation of what already I've heard in other places. It's a there's so many things. In fact, that awareness provoked me when writing music to like make up tunings and do a bunch of different patterns and polyrhythms and polymeasures and and try to make deliberately. And naturally, music that does not exist yet. Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole new sure. tone and sound and timbre and overtones. Um, but if you t- tell someone, you know, you give a band two electric guitars, a bass, and drums, and tell them to play in standard with no capo, 
yeah, they're gonna. There's a lot of C, uh, A minor, F Gs going on out there. Sure. There's sure. a lot of that. There's a lot of one four fives. There's a lot of one two, three fours. Like I can go on forever, and they repeat and repeat. And the only thing that changes them is the pattern slightly changes, the tempo, the harmony of the voice, um, extra production stuff put in there. Um, yeah, the tone of the guitar, like very slight things change, but it's always the same stuff. And that one, there does come a point where it's like almost a cover. Like it, it, they just maybe change the lyrics, but so like that feel thing is, it's like, it's kind of like when you, when I asked you earlier, like what are the six things that you have to prove that you're exceptional in something? It's like, it starts to become arbitrary, but there is something that happens where you yeah. cross this threshold and everyone can know. Like say Oya was in that situation when she had to come here and apply for it. If you heard her play a violin, 100% of everyone would be like, She's exceptionally good. I think we should give her that. She is. She is. But like, yeah. she like there. She passed that threshold. Everyone would know. Yeah. But then there's Mark, and you're like, I don't know if this guy's good enough. <laughs> Just kidding. You, you heard me play violin. You're not bad. I I'm not bad. That's the best I'm gonna do. We're not gonna let you in the country, but you're certainly not bad. Well, she replaced me as a violinist in in the band. I could, I, I could. So I could see her replacing most people as violinists. And so. she was a great replacement for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spoken like a true husband. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's great. She's great. Great. Great replacement. Um. Yeah. Why do we have lawyers? I just we can go back to that well, one. Well, go back to that, huh? <laughs> um, Such a useless sack of marbles, you know. Yeah. No, I I I in an ideal world. There, it wouldn't be necessary. It wouldn't be. Do you, do you think when there's a judge who's seeing a case, so when you hear like, okay, some guy's got a lot of money, it's always, it's always a guy, he's got a lot of money, and he's like, oh, don't worry, my, my, I got good, good lawyers, I'll get, I'll get away with this. I'll get, what, what, what kind of crime are we talking about? Let's call it, got caught, um, trying to think of something that could, that could go a lot of ways. Got caught with a unlawful firearm. Okay. Okay. No past history. Just got mm-hmm. caught with an unlawful firearm. No permit or anything. Um. And don't worry, I have a good attorney. I'll, 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 I have a lot okay, of money. I'll, I'll get, get away with it. What is it that that attorney's doing that the person who has no money maybe gets a public defender that they're, that person's doing that they don't? One person gets six months in county jail. And a fine and a fee, and maybe it on their record. And the mm-hmm. other guy gets probation and not on his record. Well, in Chicago- first of all, those likely to happen. What I just said are those possible outcomes based on having an unlawful yeah. firearm? Because I don't know anything about. Well, I just made this up. Yeah, they seem like they would be. One person gets probation. Another person goes to county jail for six months on having a gun. Like a, the possibilities. Yeah, the possibilities. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Okay. One person gets public defender, the other one has a really good attorney. What is going on that a judge doesn't give the person with the public defender that opportunity? I mean, one of the answers, at least from some podcasts that I, I listened to from uh, about Chicago in the 70s and 80s, is corruption. That's a possibility. My I'm not, favorite time. I'm not I'm not saying that that's happening now. If if it's not corruption, then it's it's... Somebody putting on a really good defense, like getting getting actual proof that that some evidence is inadmissible. Um, I don't. I don't. But okay, <clears throat> isn't 
shouldn't the judge know that too? Shouldn't they know that that evidence? Yes. So why does the other person get to slide that in the other person? And the judge goes, oh, good point. And then for this person, they go, no. I, I don't have good answers <laughs> for that. I really don't. Um, I I do think that it, I mean, that goes to, you, you had suggested that everybody gets a public defender, but that. And, I was being and a little obnoxious there are with that. But. Plenty. Oh, you were. Okay. That was devil's ad, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I know that that's not the answer. Okay. Um, I just don't like the current situation. I don't either. So I'm just grasping. At I don't either. And 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 we, we can we could start by examining because we have a lot of control over this situation, right? We we can start by examining why does the United States have the highest incarceration uh, 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 rate in, in compared to every other country? Why does it? I. What do I think? What yeah. do you think? I have some thoughts. I've been around the block. I've listened to people speak. Sure. But I want to hear your thoughts first based on your knowledge of the law well, and but, uh, age, expertise, experience in life, but, uh, all of it. P- part of it is the, the the plead guilty system that the United States has is that the system has been made that you're told if you plead guilty to this lesser crime, then we don't have to run this whole dog and pony show, right? It's theater. Actually, it's pronounced theater. Theater. <laughs> it's like the opera, you know? Yeah. You got the judge belting it. Right. It is like opera. It's a lot like opera. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a legend. I would pay an arm and leg to never step foot in a courtroom ever again in my life. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I I mean I okay so back that's just some pleading pleading yeah it, me, meaning over ninety five I don't quote me on this but at least in in law school I'm told over ninety five maybe ninety eight percent of all criminal convictions are because of pleading I'm not told to said every cocktail party yeah I know. I know did you know did you I got this guy right he works downtown he's okay? way off. <laughs> no, I mean it's. it's I believe o- you. It's over nine, over ninety percent. I'll hedge my bets, but it's significantly more than that. But um, because the system informs the the defendant that that if you plead guilty to this lesser crime, you're not going to be be serving, you know, a, you know, life sentence or something like that. That's the system, and I I don't know if that's part of it. You know that that the the system doesn't really have to produce actual justice through a, a jury and all that kind of stuff. Instead, they can just convince or coerce people to plead guilty to things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I this is a completely uh, completely another reason would be that that people in the United States are are more interested in committing crimes. It, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. And funny enough, that could be a little bit of the, the, the spices sprinkled on top of our society because guess what country you live in? Freedom. Freedom. Whatever you want. Right. Who's going to tell you what to do? The highest incarcerated uh, population. There's a correlation Isn't... being told. The most trouble I've gotten into is because I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm an American. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm over 18. Right. I'm an adult. I can do... And right. that can lead... To some sketchy situations, yeah. because you you have it in your head like you're the top dog on planet Earth. I'm an American, right? And you can go further. I'm a man in America. 
I mean, real bird's eye view here is build the friggin' middle class. Build the middle class. Make sure that uh, healthcare and education is accessible. I'm not saying you have to give everybody everything. I I think it should be that way because that's how most modern nations conduct their business. Free healthcare, free education. Oh, it's business now. Conduct no, it's not. Con- conduct their their <laughs> it almost their, is though. We're a bunch uh, of companies, right? Um, <laughs> free healthcare, free free education, or at least accessible. Um, and and you will see crime drop drastically. You know, yeah. just because just because people actually have a something in the game. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Uh, I I agree with you. There's a correlation with education, healthcare, and crime. And and you know. Build the middle class, and 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 what if, happened to the middle class? Where'd it go? Um, there, I, I apparently there wasn't any incentive to keep the middle class. Really? I, I, I apparently, I, I would have thought it would make for a nice, pleasant society. But I it, mean, that's that's where most of the money. That's the biggest chunk of people was the middle class. That's right. Where most of the economy was was thriving. People get the money, they spend it. You know, in but that class, they pay the taxes. They pay the taxes as opposed to. The billionaires who, who apparently don't. Don't so. even give me stuff. <laughs> okay, so you got a billion dollars, Mark. Yeah. Why don't you pay taxes on it? You got more enough money. Oh no, to go I around? I would I would just pay taxes. I would do the right thing. But why do the why are there so many instances and stories of people who have a lot of money not doing it when they could afford it, and it really don't it wouldn't affect their life. I I I don't know. And be a nice decent person. Yeah. I have no idea. <sighs> Taxes are what you pay for a civil society. That's that's uh, that's been instilled in me. At a and at it's a, a problem because on the lower income, lower side of society, not the middle class, the working class, the lower class, um, because they make so little money, and because they're so tired of the system and broken by it, because so many people in their family have gone in and out of. Prisons or hospitals or death or destruction or losing jobs, being beaten down by their jobs, they do everything they can to not pay taxes. They enjoy their cash jobs when they go, I'm going to pay taxes on this. So it's almost like it breeds, like the the problem of people having a lot of money and abusing so many people below, the people below almost don't want to, like, contribute. They feel pissed off at the system. And it's like, what do we... It's such a strange quagmire. Like, what do you do? What do you do when, like, I see it. Like, I work with people like that. I'm, I'm from that world, to be honest. Like, all my friends, all of us grew up doing cash jobs. Mm. Like, that's just what you do when you're trying to figure out life and you have zero, like, financial stability. And no one's going to give you a handout. So that's what you do. But then you hear from people or upsetting citizens, like, everyone needs to pay their taxes. Like, it's easy to do when you have money. It's not actually not hard to pay taxes when you have good income. <laughs> that, and, and an accountant. And an accountant, yeah. yeah. Oh, accountants, why, why do you make <laughs> systems where you create these jobs where people can't do anything? Nobody without... should do anything. <laughs> yeah. I said, I get doctors sometimes. I get doctors sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I rely on crystals in the moon for I, I My last doctor experience didn't go so hot, so I don't know how I feel about doctors anymore. I think I'm going to stick with the old... Uh, La- lavender oil? Just, you know, a friend, have a friend take, you know, look at my, my teeth with a flashlight. Flash, flashlight and a screwdriver or something. Yeah. yeah. Attorneys. 
<laughs> what are you gonna do with these guys? But I I I I do think that uh, of interest would be um, wait wait back yeah. to why there's so many people in prison the the plead thing. Okay, we've hopped around so many times. Sure have. <laughs> people are listening and like, what is wrong with these guys? They're supposed to be top at their game here. Um, it's right now. It's because I have so many things I wanted to talk about, and I'm just like bouncing yeah, around. Yeah, sure, them. sure, sure. Yeah. But incarceration, plead deal, a little bit of the the magic of this is America. You can do whatever you want. Maybe. People, people tend to do it and get them in trouble. Maybe I I I'm not convinced. No, it just but it it's, seems it's a, psychologically. It make, I've I've to be honest, I've felt that it DZ Fest is because I felt that mm. pushing the limit of this gray area of this whole thing was because like. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do what gonna, I want. I'm, I'm going to do. I, I, I'm responsible. In a, I'm in a, I was very responsible, but I'm in a country where I'm allowed to try things. Right. And it's, it's a beautiful Which thing. Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, as, as much as we're complaining about a lot of the stuff, this country, that, why we're even here talking crap about it. Yeah. Is sheer, oh, absolutely. Is amazing. <laughs> and, and, and just. Just because somebody talks crap about their government or their laws doesn't mean that they don't like where they live. No, we. Yeah. I would argue that you're more patriotic if you. I have high talk expectations about your government. Yeah, you should be able to criticize and talk about your government. That is Absolutely. way more patriotic than sitting there with your thumb up your butt, going like, "Oop, right. yep, I uh, pledge allegiance." So, yep, yep. It's like, right. how about you criticize these people that have put and bestowed these laws and policies on you? You never asked for it. You don't actually understand most of it. You should talk about it and criticize it. I think it's healthier. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of patriotism, why do we do the Star Spangled Banner at every game? I don't get it. Oh, you could just not go to sports balls. Sports. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Like, what in the world does athletics have to do with the American flag and doing the national anthem? Like, I don't. What does it have to do with it? Well, I we don't th- do it at concerts. We don't do it I think at other s- events. Sports is a proxy for the military and war, and so. It, but was it always like that? Were they always? Yeah, I think so. Specifically, Why? football. Football, but like other sports do. All sports do it. Why? Right. American sports. I don't understand. I don't see how they're connected. They're private entities that are private businesses that hire people privately and they pay them income based on revenue. Like, what in the world does that have to do with? With America on the flag. <laughs> Could you imagine if you went to a concert and you're sitting there? I pledge allegiance. That would be strange. <laughs> Not to pledge but, but you know, oh, yeah. say, can't you? It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I never, no one has ever given me a good answer. Just like, I don't know. Just feels good. Just feels good. When I'm drinking my beer slushy. <laughs> marijuana. Uh, yeah. What do you think about marijuana? Should it be legal federally? I think all drugs should be legal yes. federally. You heard it here first. I, I, I mean, I, and why you, is that? Well, uh, the the money factor, uh, the, the cost of the war on drugs versus the cost of actually like treating people who have sicknesses, and then the fact that unlo- uh, drugs uh, being unlawful puts money in the hands of organized criminals, organized crime. I mean, that's, it seems so obvious. It does, that, doesn't that, it? When you look at it. Now, when you're in, in the 90s growing up and they t- talk to you about D.A.R.E., you know, you have this different opinion because these, you know, people are telling you. But um, I, I, I think that 
addiction should be treated as a medical concern, not a criminal concern, and everybody would be better off. You know, that's the problem: criminalizing drugs and addicts, which makes no sense. No. Because I've met and know a lot of addicts of many different kinds, and they're great people. They're not law-breaking people. They just have a mental and, and it, situation going on. It has gotten better. I, from from what I've I've seen it that that there is this concept called prosecutorial discretion in all areas of the law, including immigration. Um, prosecutorial discretion meaning you, the system decides they pick and choose which you you can't regulate absolutely every violation of a crime. Instead, they designate certain certain violations that are more important than others. And that's what you should do for for drug offenses. You know, are pe- are are people lacing heroin with fentanyl and 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 selling it to children? Okay, that's a terrible thing. There's there there could be laws against selling drugs to children, or there that could that's be how laws. My cousin passed away. What you just said. What I just said. Heroin okay. laced fentanyl. And that's that's horrible. And I'm sorry to hear about it. I, it it's it happens. It's happened to so many people. Yeah, it's just one of tens of thousands, but hundreds I, of thousands. But on on top of people having an addiction, you're going to get them a criminal record. Mm-hmm. That's insane. You know how easy it is to get off uh, an addiction kick when you're sitting in a cell. It's not. <laughs> it's actually awful. <laughs> I would think it would be easier, actually. No. I mean, it would be painful. I would. You're going to make that person imagine. go insane if they're right. coming off of hard, hard drugs, heroin, sure. sure, fentanyl, even alcohol. It's not the most. It's not a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's you legalize it. You take the money that you would spend on trying to do all the opposite, and you put it into clinics clean needles just if all drugs became legal the only thing i'd probably do more of is like psilocybin mushrooms to be honest Mm. maybe i try acid once in a while but also um, better education on this stuff i think teaching about drugs and alcohol um at a younger age and longer throughout life being well versed in it you know it's being taught that like you don't take psychedelics all the time it's it's so hard on your mind that you take them sparingly and you got to be wise about it, mature. Maybe wait until your frontal cortex develops. Wait until you get older. Ideally, yes. All drugs, honestly. Yeah. I, I would tell my yeah. kids, do drugs all you want, wait until you're 25. <laughs> there's, a, there's a time and place for everything. It's called college. That, that's the, uh, if, Even beyond college. Beyond college. I, I totally agree. An 18-year-old's quite stupid yeah. and not developed. Well, and, and do I support... Uh, 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 constant drug use? Absolutely not. I no. think it, I think it's terrible, I, but I don't think it should be criminalized. No, and and that that is a major problem when when there's something that people don't like. the The immediate go to is there should be a law against it. Is is wrong? It is. So I we'll see I, <laughs> with, with with the cost to to regulate immigration and the cost to regulate drugs in the United States. I mean, it's an enormous cost. It is. And um, now I guess California. So we used to get a lot of our weed from Mexico or at least from South America, Central America. And now I guess Mexico is getting their weed from California because it's gotten so good growing it there that they're trafficking it out of California into Mexico using the same avenues they used to use to get it from Mexico into California. Really? 
Yeah. So it's uh, unlawful in uh, Mexico. Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't know. I, I guess, or maybe it's not unlawful. Rather, maybe it's just higher quality. I think it's just high, better stuff in California. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't, the marijuana, I, it gets complicated when you talk about, it doesn't, because guess what's legal and it's awful are opiates that are pills. Alcohol. Oh my God, I don't even get started on alcohol. <laughs> I got some wine I got to crack after this. All right. My All birthday's right. tomorrow, you know? Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. 33. I don't really do much for my birthday, but I guess I'm talking about it right now. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um, yeah, pills. Pills are, they're so bad. Like, I don't even, they're so bad. I don't know why people want to take them. Like, uh, two, two great uh, things to watch would be Dope Sick. Mm. If you've ever seen it, Mm-mm. strongly recommend Dope Sick. It's got Michael Keaton in it. It's brilliant. He's great. I, he's great. I, I think he's great. Uh, <laughs> Batman. Um, and then um, take your pills. It's a it's a documentary on, on the first that. one's not a documentary. It's a no. Film. It's a it's a movie and it's a multi documentary. It's not. Okay. It's like it's like eight episodes or something. What show or what streaming service is it on? I think Dope Sick is on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. And then Netflix to take your take your pills. Take your pills. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand why. Before you get addicted, I don't understand why you'd want to, to take pills. Like, people are suffering. They're suffering, and the pill makes it go away temporarily. Yeah, especially the benzo thing. That's like catastrophic. Yeah, like it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll never know because I'm not. I don't have that um, neurology. Yeah. I don't, you know. But I certainly know at times in my life that my Worse, which was many, many times, I just kept thinking, like, maybe a pill could fix us, or maybe better life choices can at least help the situation. Very wise. And then maybe yeah. time with that can fix it. You know, because it's not going to fix it right away. You know, exercising and eating right and sleeping well and meditating, that helps. But if you have serious problems, that's not going to just fix everything. But maybe that with time and therapy and talking and honesty seems like sleep is huge sleep is it's so huge that it's ruining my life <laughs> because now i'm so obsessed with it I, uh, that okay. i just like don't do anything that adults do anymore like i'm going to bed every day at 10 o'clock oh, I, see. I don't go out anymore because <laughs> i'm going to bed so early nice. it makes it hard to play shows go to them go yeah. to events Come, coming home to, at three go in to the your morning. party it's like it's exhausting. When, so sorry. I, I, I will, invite we'll, me. We'll know? cancel our invite. How's that? I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for the cancel. Bring my mics. We're going to record some bands in there. Nice. That living room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Start a festival. Start a festival. Yeah. We got to. Um, yeah, the pill thing. It, if pills are legal and, and Oxycontin, Vicodin, it's like. Adderall. Adderall. <laughs> Xanax, you name it. Prazolam. Um, then why, like you, the same thing with those and alcohol and FTA, um, alcohol, tobacco, marijuana in some states, like you, the same thing can happen with other drugs. All they are, are versions of that stuff that is just not legal. And so they're like, you got the difference between Oxycontin and black tar opium where you would have to like go to an opium den, get a, get a long pipe, you'd, you'd buy the stuff, you pack the thing and, and it's not so instant, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's, 
it's just a different experience and 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 the pills are just so quick you know so quick and it's so like normalized yeah like i'm a little, I'm in a little orange container it's got my doctor's name on it zannies zannies yeah i i i wouldn't mess with the stuff but I, it's just um i even though i wouldn't mess with the stuff i do think it should be legal accessible and not criminalized uh because i have empathy Yes. <laughs> yes. No, it should. Some people do need it. Yeah. I think education on it. I think not just constantly refilling a prescription pill for whatever incentive. That's a whole nother world of the incentivization right. from big farm. Like, oof. Like, it's not good. And doctors getting more money because of it. It's like, uh, we can do this forever. Mm -hmm. We need to get someone in here from big pharma. Right oh, yes, we need a big pharma rep. Yeah. Well, actually, everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> um, so, I mean, some pills are great. Some pills do really help people. Sure, yeah. Like metformin. Metformin, if you have diabetes, it's a lifesaver, literally. But that's not the medication we're talking about. No. <laughs> I'm talking about, the to be, to be blunt, uh, painkillers and speeds. I'm talking about those two. I'm yeah. not talking about the kind that like help your heart because you have a palpitation or something and yep. like it's keeping you alive. My brother takes Synthroid. He doesn't have a thyroid. Like mm. that's not the pills I'm talking about. Those mm. are good ones. Those great medical advancements in science. But yeah, the uh, the Vicodins. Like I've I've gotten hurt to where the doctor was gonna prescribe me that stuff, and I was like, nah. It's like it can't be that bad. Like it's just a broken bone. Right. People been dealing with them for. A million years. I'll be okay. It's probably a good idea. Not it's to, fine. Not take some ibuprofen or Tylenol, which also isn't good for you, but it's not nearly as bad as the Vicodin. Sure. And you just rest for a couple of days, and it's the throbbing goes away. Deal with it. Mm. Also, mm. once that pain's gone, it makes you really appreciate your normal life. And that's why you, that's why you get <laughs> surgery to begin with, right? Just so you can have perspective. <laughs> you didn't drink any of your water yet, Mark. No, no. So... I noticed you have a long um, thumbnail. Do you play acoustic guitar? I do play acoustic guitar. I play a, a Gauden uh, classical uh, nylon string, but electric. So I it play that. Good. Thank you. It Thank does. you. I'm happy with that for for live sound and and uh, you know um, we 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 like to get the uh, get the place moving with, <laughs> with music. Good segue. Yeah. Law. Pills, music, music. They yeah. kind of all go together. Musicians take pills and they break the laws doing it. I I love that guitar company Gowden. I I, <laughs> I I they're Canadian. They're Canadian. Hey. Uh, so uh, I are you familiar with that that Canadians? Are you familiar with Canadians? That's <laughs> my question. That's that's my I've great met a question. Couple Canadians. No. No. Uh, uh, Gowden. No, I'm not. No. I'm not familiar okay. with them. It's got the greatest neck. On, on a guitar. Really? Yeah. Are you just saying that? No, I'm not just it? saying that. Well, I'm saying it because I play it, but yes, I do believe it's got the greatest neck. The funny thing about instruments, it's the same thing as like a DAW, your digital audio workstation, or certain microphones. It's almost like whatever, two things, whatever you learned on in life or whatever has done the most for you in the most recent time tends to be the greatest. the greatest of the best. Yeah, thing. I got I Logic's got the best doll yeah. ever. Pro Tools and FL Studio and but, Ableton Live. But I played a lot of guitars in my day. So See, that's where that 
is different. Yeah. I agree with you. Like, I always say my, my Fender Jazzmaster has the best neck. Which is on our album, by the way. It is. It has yeah. a great neck. But it's great sound. Great, great sound. sound, great neck. Yeah. It has a great neck because the lacquer was properly sanded off of it, which doesn't allow your hand to stick. When you, when you have lacquer on, on wood and your hands get sweaty, it starts to stick to it. Yeah. Not having that lacquer, you get more fluent sliding on it. Well, then why have the lacquer? So it protects the wood. Yeah. So mine is more susceptible to damage over time. Sure. Moisture and whatnot, humidity. Um, protects the wood and also can keep the shape better. So it's really dangerous to sand off the lacquer because it can make the wood bend because now it's not. That lacquer acts as like a layer of skin holding the wood in place. Gotcha. Wood is very malleable. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Wood is very malleable, just like this SM7. Hmm. Uh, and... So it's you have to be very careful when doing it. You could ruin a neck, and that neck's expensive. That neck's probably like fifteen hundred dollars just for the neck. So Ooh, nice, yeah. Nice. So you gotta be careful with it. Yeah, I didn't do it. Someone did it, but so that's why it is a well built guitar. But the neck on it gives an extra like step in the right direction when it comes to moving quickly. Mm. Yeah, mm. so. I that's why I'm like, oh, it's the best neck ever. But it's now I've just gotten used to that. So when I play other great guitars. They feel weird to me because they don't have that. They still have the lacquer on there, and I can feel it, and it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The neck is very important <laughs> oh, for some reason. <laughs> the neck is important. Yeah. Oh yeah. For some reason, you want me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so the metal that is the frets, how well those are shaved is really important for sliding your hands because it's more friction. Yeah. It also can be irritating and not allow you to focus. In my opinion, when people say a neck has good playability, it's talking about a lot of things. It's talking about literally how fluent you can move your hand and fingers across it. Mm-hmm. What um, objects get in the way, interference you have from playing, playability. The height of the frets, the quality of the wood, the way it resonates the movement of it, the tension of it, does it does it warp, does it bend, does it is it mm. skewed a little bit? All these are factors in it. How well does it hold the tension of the strings from the nut to the bridge to the tailpiece? Um, also, the, like, how well does it take outside interference such as, like, dirt, grit, moisture onto the frets because a lot of that stuff can stick onto frets. It sure does. It sure does. Um, so there's a lot of factors that could make it yeah. make or break a good neck. Yeah. Hmm. Truss rod, how well was the truss rod implemented into the wood to keeping the neck straight? The machine heads, the build of them, how what kind of fit do they have? Is it a loose fit? Is it a tight fit or is it a, a normal fit? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well <laughs> it's nice having having you uh guide us through the studio and I uh, had it's, a uh, it's, it's a blast. It's been fun. I love recording records. I don't do records as often because it's such a different process. Uh, It is very tedious. Very tedious. Especially. But I like it because the the outcome is always worth it, though. Yeah. When you get to like, it's a record. Yeah. Like records are forever. Like diamonds. I'm, they sure are. Yeah. Big diamond fan right over here. Uh no, I, 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 I do like the the messy quality, uh, you know, uh, unpolished um, uh, way of recording. You know, I do like that. But um, also, you know, it's nice to get everything uh, the the way that it that it. It's fun should doing be. little production stuff, and as the creator, as the musician, there all those things. At least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but 
They're like little memories, little mazes you have. Sure. Every time you hear uh, all the little effects we did, the little nuances here and there, like you'll it'll bring you back to that moment, spark spark a smile, and could be the fuels to remind you of like why you do it. Right. Like it's about the moments that create the art and that two way relationship between the listener and you. And then when you get to listen back to it, you can become a listener of it and start to appreciate your music in a different way, learn new stuff from it. You could study your own music in high-quality fashion, the production of it, the sound, the tone for future records. It's like it's a great tool you can't really put a price on. Like You could put a price on it. You could literally pay for it, but you can't put a price on like the outcome of what it can do for you, society, your friends, yeah. your musical yeah. career. You know, yeah. If nothing, you have like – to me – Albums are like to an academic or a go getter. It's like they're like they're like uh, degrees, like putting on a record. Like it could take years, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of studying, figuring things out, winging it, being diligent, communication, connections. It's like going to college. It's like a big job. It, putting on an album is no joke, and mm-hmm. very few people put out one in their lifetime, let alone three, five, twenty. So and it's really it's really nice having you involved in the process because the moment I look at a computer, every creative bone in my body is just like, Ugh. really? Oh yeah. What do you mean? Can you elaborate? Well, <laughs> y- y- you're you're in a band. You you got all these songs prepared, and if 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 I were to to start pushing the record button and 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 you know d- mixing the tracks and all that kind of stuff i think i would just completely not be interested in that. ah okay um it the computer itself just the the moment of looking at that screen. what about like microphone choice type and placement I, that's all very interesting stuff that's interesting but looking at a computer screen so as soon as it gets to the daw the digital audio yeah. workstation you're just checked out that's so funny completely checked out and then to watch you move all the tracks i'm like god i'm so glad he's doing that <laughs> it it's weird to remember what it's like to not know what that is yeah because now like you're, you're like people, it's right? it's super easy it's right? so simple to yeah. be like when someone's like i get that when you and yeah. and and i gotta hear my mouth when you and Oli are like can you do this this and that and i just like like okay it's good you're like whoa i'm like that was so easy to do right Right, and I I have participated in recording some some albums, and and just just to not be, and to not have to do that part mm-hmm. uh, is has been really nice. It's great. It's definitely great when you could just do the music. Yeah, there's many layers to it. I mean, there's people who <coughs> will write the music. Like, I'm assuming your bandmates that aren't you and Olya will aren't really. They're probably writing some stuff, but they're probably just getting a lot of it to what you wrote, and they just, they just yeah. It's usually Oli and I write the 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 music, the melody, the chords, all, and the they form. come in and add their stuff to it. Usually, they they have some input on the form, like oh maybe maybe yeah maybe a chorus here, extra chorus or something like that. But know? she she her and you are doing a lot of the we writing. bounce a, a lot of ideas, and I've always. Always wanted to be in a musical enterprise where you know you live with the person. And yeah, that's helpful because then just any time an idea comes around, you're not wrong. You know? I've I've been experiencing that for a long time. Being in bands with like my roommate and I, we're in it kind of a bunch of bands, but it's just we do a lot of stuff together. So we also, yeah, and it, there's that eight a.m. You just talk about the it. constant trope of 
the 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 woman in the relationship taking way too long to get out of the house. <laughs> so we have a system where I play guitar while she's getting ready. So there, therefore, we're both doing something. <laughs> so I play guitar, throw some mu- musical ideas, uh, ideas, and you know it, it works. I it love works. that trope because yeah. it's strangely. Real. I think there's always somebody in the relationship that's that's slow <laughs> slowing the process, and that's that could be a great thing. You know, you well, should I not be in a, a book right now called yeah. Invisible Women. Okay, it's very good, and it kind of explains that our system has been designed to make it to where in this situation we're talking about a woman why does a woman always tend to take longer to get out of the house or get oh, out of the car again i'm not complaining not complaining but I'm it's kind of fascinating to read i'm actually agreeing right that it's actually not necessarily their fault but the way that the whole system Decide. has been designed not to help women at all but only men yeah. i was reading this chapter about uh women waiting waiting in line and then i was in new york city at this venue Union Pool, great venue. Uh, and sure enough, there's 25 women waiting in line. The guys are just flying through. It's because we have eight urinals. They have two stalls. Mm. The process of even getting in, got to close it. Chances are you're not sitting on that toilet, so you're probably putting toilet paper down to put a, a nice, comfy uh, layer between you and the toilet seat. That's a process, maybe. Uh, got to take down your clothes, your pants, your underwear. Go to the bathroom, wipe. All of this is so much longer than what we go to a urinal. Maybe we flush if we're feeling polite and we just get out of there because we didn't touch anything. Because if you go into a bathroom that has saloon doors, urinals where they have people are blocked and you don't have to touch anything but yourself and you have a beer in you and it's late, you're probably not flushing or what. You're just in and out. A lot of guys do that. Speak for yourself. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking on what I see. I observe a lot. I, I only say it because I like to be able to back it off, at least anecdotally. Yeah, yeah, and when no, I go to a lot no, of venues, I see people do that. Agreed. In and out. The old in and out. And yes. we can just fly through bathrooms. We don't think anything of it. Yeah. We're back in the show, back in the ground. Yeah. Where's so-and-so? They always take forever. It's like, no, they're still waiting in line. They haven't yeah. even been allowed in the bathroom yet. Yeah, yeah. So. Th- there's a book. Where there's a chapter on that? It's just a small... I mean, there's okay. like 600 pages in this book. Gotcha. That's just like a gotcha. couple pages talking okay. about every single part of society that affect women in different ways than men. Sure. That's just yeah. one example yeah. that I never thought about until I saw it. I just read it, and then the next day I saw it happen. I was like, oh. And there, and I literally heard the women like t- complaining, and I was like, yeah, this isn't really fair. Again, great way to write songs, you know? She's she's getting ready, I'm playing guitar chords, and, you know, we're sort of just bouncing ideas off of each other. I use it as a time to work. I just get on my phone, I'm like, I guess I'll just start emailing. Yeah, I I really can't stand looking at the phone, but, you know. No, why not? I I haven't. (laughs) I haven't. I haven't either. I tend not to during podcasts unless I'm checking the time, but I have a new system for that. Or looking up some obscure fact. Well, I need a producer for that, you know, someone in the back doing that. Right. But that, right. it's so hard to do that, <clears throat> to schedule. It's hard enough to get guest schedule right. times and then my own. I agree. I'm not famous to where people are going to take off work to do this, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, it's like, I kind of enjoy the one. I like just being the only person here and we can talk. There's zero distractions. No one Definitely. Else. You know, it's Definitely. nice. It's, guess how long I've been talking for? Oh, I have no idea. Good. I'm not gonna tell you. All right. Do you anything else you want to talk about? I, I, uh, I don't, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, 
I feel like we have to do this again because we have we just hopped on like a gazillion topics. Yeah. We just kept hopping and hopping. Definitely. Which isn't bad, but I, there might be some listeners like, wait, are you going to, that was a cool thought. You're going to finish that thought? And we're just like, no. Not it's just finished. the way the immigration system works. Yeah, you it, know? it is. It is a daunting thing to explain. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to explain. You'd you'd have to have like courses. Sure, you know? like, absolutely. This, this time we're talking about asylum. You know, that's what was it like like 200 years ago coming here as an immigrant? Like, was there anything? That no, you show up. That's the thing that people don't understand. That's the thing that people don't understand is that is that it, it wasn't even made quote illegal to work without papers until the 80s. Wait, what? Yeah. No wonder how my grandpa pulled it off so Exactly. He just... It's the 1940s. Wait, so something I do want to talk about. Sure. I want to get back to this because I'm kind of curious about the history of it. Yeah. I get so annoyed when I hear people who were immigrants, became citizens, Mm -hmm. talk crap about people who are trying to get here. Uh Uh-huh. That is the biggest, like, it... Such like a... I don't know the right word, oxymoron, something like that. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, you you have an accent still from the place you came from. You just learned English in the last 10, 15 years. Like, what are you talking about? Some of the meanest immigration officers. Oh, no. Exactly. They're either from a different country or their parents they're, are or something. They're, yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like we are all here because of being angry. It's some sooner rather than later. Some... Yeah. 200 years ago. Well, yeah. boo-hoo, you're lucky, okay? Yeah. What about the ones that your parents were born there or you were? Like, you've only been here for 15, 20 years. And you have the audacity to talk about immigration. Well, I did it legally. What do you know about legal? Like, yeah, what legal, yeah. at some point in time, pre-80s, it's so arbitrary, the legal system, when it comes to yeah, time. I mean, there, was, there was still immigration laws, but but as far as working without permission, that wasn't really a thing until the 80s. Hmm. What ch- do you know? What changed that? What happened? I mean, just different laws got passed, and you know, there's the, there's amnesty bills, and then then people just made things more <clears> and more <throat> strict. So I think we could uh, at least end the uh, immigration uh, sure. topic on people don't mind if you come here illegally or do stuff illegally if you have a certain skin color. <laughs> but the second, it's just a slightly darker brown or dark brown yeah. or maybe even goes to this place called we call black. Um, they have a problem with it. I, I, I've i never heard someone say, oh, that person from Germany came here. Oh, that. Yep. Those French, yep. those yep. English people, the Irish. But they never did. did. They did. They but did. I'm saying 2022. I sure, never, sure, I never sure. hear that. Which is. You know, if you're not into immigration or whatever, then then <laughs> then then at least acknowledge the fact that that politicians on both sides of the major political parties are using immigrants as political pawns for their their own self interest. Uh, the idea that the 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 most disenfranchised human beings have such a a great uh, pull on on society and they, they, they can really truly affect the economy in a negative way is preposterous and insane. Can you give me examples of both sides doing it? Both sides doing it. Well, I mean, I mean, you got Republicans talking about people coming in with drugs and, and, and they're rapists and the care of the caravan mythology uh, of, of how, you know, this is going to change our way of life and all that kind of stuff. 
um, versus a, uh, the other political party that says we love immigrants and then not really doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, there have been some positive changes, but has there been any meaningful immigration reform? No, because Congress isn't that incentivized to do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, in the last 14 years, we had, we've had 10 years of a Democratic president, yet... I don't see much change with that immigration right. law. So, so I, I see what you're saying. We should have high expectations of of people in office, and if they don't meet those expectations, speak out against it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and have those discussions. But yeah, um, to at least acknowledge the fact that that immig- immigrants are being used as as political pawns. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. it seems like. Yeah. It does. And although it sometimes it might feel like one can't do anything, I mean, you can try to vote to do something right, but also on in a very small way do stuff for yourself. That's good. Your family, nuclear family, friends, your household, your neighborhood, your community, your city, that's where people can make differences. If you feel like, what's the point? I can't make a difference. Screw this government, which is how a lot of people feel. It's how I feel sometimes. Still go out and vote, but then do that stuff. Do the small stuff that amounts to something big because mm. that's where people can – if 300 – well, everyone, some people are kids. If 200 million people in this country do what I just said, oh, my God, the changes we'd have. Huge changes. Huge changes. People would actually be held accountable. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. – So go out and rock the vote. <laughs> rock the vote. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the voting thing. Yeah. Every time I, I'm like, we could stop here and you say something like, oh, the voting thing. <laughs> I hate how things just become like this trendy thing. <laughs> except, <laughs> except no one. I haven't. I didn't post this. Uh, you didn't. Oh, right. Okay. I just, they gave me a sticker. I was like, well, it was the, near, the closest thing to me was either my clothes or something they could actually stick on. So I put it on there. People who want to post should and people who don't want to post shouldn't. <laughs> That's my opinion on that. You're such an attorney. <laughs> I, I gotta get you to plead the fifth. No, 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 no. Looks like uh, you've had some uh, something to drink. Something to drink. <laughs> Have you ever uh, wet the bed before? <laughs> I am going to plead the fifth. <laughs> oh my god, Mark. We good? Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, how do I get out of this? Usually, Ben has to call the end, but do I just get up and leave? <laughs> you should be the first person who just gets up and leaves. Has that ever happened? No. No. Because no. you're a cool guy. Oh, you're thanks. cool dude. I'm just trying, I just, you know, I have so many thoughts that bother me. But a lot of it is devil's advocate, advocate because sure, I'm not sure, sure. stupid. I know that this whole system is the way it is because a lot of it is the best way based on all the factors. Yeah. You know, and yeah. layered with other stuff that isn't so hot and, and attractive and sexy. So, you know, I thank you for what you do. I couldn't do it. So I'm glad that you give many, many people, probably at this point, thousands of people, or at least the way it affects their families, um, a home here, or at least help them to figure out a way of home here in a country that, it sounds ridiculous to say, but it, it's quite a good country when it comes to freedom of expression and being yourself mm-hmm. better than most in the history of humanity so I'm grateful for people like you that do it and I'm grateful more importantly that people like you do other things 
like play music. You aren't just some boring, you know, white 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 collar. I'm a boring musician too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With great yeah. shirts. Yeah. No, great musician, great singer. Thank Somehow you. you learn how to sing in other languages. I commend it. <laughs> Thank you. I love Thank when you. your wife has to correct the languages. It's great. Occasionally. I'm like, oh, yeah, no R- one's going to. Nobody's going to. Yeah. People. However, she is probably going to show people who do speak that language. So. Of course. Of All course. Right. I, I, I would like to be corrected if I'm not saying it right. I agree. Definitely. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for playing music, and Thank it's you. great to be your friend and to play music with you. We've done sessions. We've done videos. I think I'll see you Sunday. Amen. I'm going to see you Friday. Right on. And Sunday. Christmas. Wow. Christmas time. Baby Jesus. Thanks for having me on, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for being a fan. I appreciate yeah. listeners. It's always fun. I can't wait to see where this goes. But I appreciate your honesty and help. I learned a lot. I'm sure I said some ridiculous stuff. But um, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.